in a universe where life does not end at death, we explore one of the many possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to Arthadian Anthology. We have made it to the season three finale of Arthadian Anthologies. For this final entry, we will be discussing a little mini Reborn in Power campaign with some of the players and the new lore master, Ryan who has been a guest here, as well as a chosen at a certain point in time. I'm not going to name the character, but yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, why don't you give another introduction to my audience about kind of who you are and how you know me and mm-hmm. how this all came, came about? Sure, Matt. Well, we... Attended a couple of college classes together, mm-hmm. uh, sort of bonded over like a shared interest in tabletop games, just yeah. in general, right? D&D and otherwise. We ended up playing D&D with uh, our philosophy pr- professor for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm, a little bit. But afterwards, you invited me to sort of uh, take part in your, one of your ongoing Reborn in Power campaigns. Mm-hmm. And it was... Interesting, because I'd never played sort of like a sci-fi system before. Yeah. And, I mean, it was took a little time to get used to it, but it was after a little while I got to know the system, and I really enjoyed the game that I got to play with you. Yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty damn fun, that campaign. Mm-hmm. The other players that are at the table are Jaren, who has been on the podcast many of times, and Amanda, who has also been on the podcast a few times. Oscar is absent currently. He is a little bit ill, but he will be in it for the main session. And then there is me, who is playing Kyver Tremere. For the first time as yeah. a chosen in the party. Yeah. With this iteration of Reborn in Power, it is my first time, and I I have been enjoying it even when it hasn't been fun with the roles. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, let's 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 dive into what we have here. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and explain to the audience kind of the the setting mm-hmm. for this mini campaign that we have done. So, the setting that I came up with was. Uh, I've never written like a sci-fi setting before. Mostly I'm just fantasy, but uh, after giving it some thought, I sort of made like a hyper-corporate world. Yeah. Similar to Vicroniax in your system, but probably it's, I imagine it being like if Sector 399 took over Vicroniax and then a couple cycles had passed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. If there wasn't some sort of all-guiding principle like Vicroniax, instead it was just a bunch of species trying to 
Uh, and that, so. that is kind of how, how Vicronix was at the beginning, right after the reset. But then uh, Senator uh, Voss, Ocasio Voss, came in and started changing the place up and got it and got it looking better because mm-hmm. most of the corp- corporate heads were actually dealing under the, under the, under the table to the, the crime syndicates in sector 399. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it is very similar, but there's also a lot of not similar stuff like mm-hmm. yeah. the main resource and yes. like, and the world building behind what you have done. Absolutely. This. And the reason why the sort of anchor that my, uh, miniature campaign setting has to your world is the advent of that new resource and mm-hmm. sort of almost leaking into uh, your into uh, synchronous and causing a new power dynamic yep. between the crime syndicates and the other factions that are part of Vicroniax. And that resource is Electrum, which we've already in a couple of uh, podcast episodes prior have sort of lightly delved into mm-hmm. its effects and otherwise but we'll get more in depth with that they're very much in depth with this with this campaign we're, we're all we're only going to be featuring the final episode the, like the, the final session for this podcast but i do want to actually release all all the episodes like in a, a, an exclusive manner for for really dedicated listeners mm-hmm. <laughs> so Without further ado, uh, how about we start at the beginning yes. of our little miniature campaign? Yes. And like many uh, interesting stories, it all starts on the border of Sector 400 and Sector 399 mm-hmm. in Vicroniax, where a group of four mercenaries slash just freelancers come together at the behest of Voss Industries for a... Yet undiscussed mission beforehand. Now, we know about my character, Kyver. We don't know about the other characters. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like the other two here to kind of tell us about the other characters in this party. All right, well, I'll go first. So, it's Jaren, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad, I'm back. Exactly. Okay, so, for my character for this... I decided I should do something a lot different than what I'm used to, but I decided to be an owl, specifically a white, uh, white owl, like very dark black peoples. It almost looks like he's possessed, but he's pretty much just, he's pretty much a mercenary part of an part was part of a guild. And his whole thing is he likes shooting and he loves using his battle axe. But the thing is he's very awkward in social conversation, which is apparently it's a it, Matt really loves how I do that yeah, because it, the voice I do is very monotonous. It's pretty funny, and it causes some fun role-play scenarios well, let's, <laughs> to let's happen. Hear, let's hear the voice. I talk like this regardless of the situation. <laughs> it's like the most... <laughs> Intimidating speaking the, spell. There are times where Jared does get out of that for his split seconds, yeah. and it's I'm just trying, like it's because I'm trying to maintain <laughs> it. But at the same time, I mostly do, am doing that when I'm talking about killing because that's really the only thing my character knows and likes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have Amanda who is playing playing Zayla. Yeah, so Zayla is a planetary Beulah. Um, she was an apprentice to a rune forger, so. I kind of know how to use runic ability, cosmic runes, um, but I am also an assassin. 
Um, mercenary. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Obviously, Kyver amongst them is probably the most developed in the backstory, but there is sort of an enigma yeah. between the four characters, and that would be Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger, uh, who is Oscar, mm-hmm. play, played by Oscar. Mm-hmm. and Doesn't uh, speak much. He does not. He has many vows yeah. that he has to follow, and one of those is a vow of silence. This would have been a good time to list all 17. Yeah. I asked yeah. him last week. He still hasn't done it yet. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll, That's what he's procrastinating. Maybe on. we'll get him to like do do it at, at the end of like the, like, here are all my vows. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see how <laughs> many he breaks. Okay. Yeah. Fourth, yeah. Five episodes You're gonna see, yeah. He's going to start making them up on the spot, he, and then we're going to start striking them he down. He did break a one vow, apparently. Well, yeah, to use technology. Yeah. To use uh, technology, yeah. um, technology, silence, and then yeah. wasn't it like? Uh, we'll f- we'll find out later. But yeah. let's discuss the first the first session. Mm-hmm. The first session, yeah, it starts off at a landing dock, uh, sort of on the outskirts of the like actually policeable parts of Vicroniex, mm-hmm. where uh, from a tip uh, from Voss Industries, uh, there was a nondescript transport vessel taking dock to briefly unload some supplies uh, to be distributed in uh, the Pillar of Acronyx. And after taking out very stealthily and efficiently the two pilots for that ship, uh, there was a brief investigation where there were several several strange parts, uh, factors upon investigation. The first is that... Uh, the shipments. The shipments. There were... These weird, almost clay figures, like pots, pottery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, about half of them in a particular crate were broken. Uh, but there were two uh, dis- distinctly not broken pots in that. And I forget who picked up on it. It was, I believe, uh, Kyber. Yeah. The, uh, the reason why those pots were not broken, despite the rough handling that resulted in those other pots being broken is because those pots were not the same material as the others. Those pots were, in fact, made of electrum. Yes. Because electrum is a bioorganic programmable matter that can be manipulated by living creatures, organic creatures, to take a shape that they desire and have the properties that they desire, Mm -hmm. which is how... Uh, up until that point, Electrum had been smuggled into Vicroniex because you can't tell what something is if it looks exactly the same as something innocuous. But it does have like a blue glow, right, if you upon, look closely? Upon very careful examination, uh, the reason why Kyver was sort of able to notice that is because he is uh, enhanced. Mm-hmm. And Electrum has some negative interactions with technology that is not based on Electrum. Electrum is sort of like a, um, it's like a confluence between organic matter and technology. Mm. And it can operate as both, but uh, depending on the level of of refinement that it's gone through, it can have uh, damaging effects on normal technology, like weapons, like sin frames, which will play a part in later. Like a lot of, yeah, Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uses for Electrum, actually, almost an infinite amount of uses mm-hmm. based off of what we've seen because it's practically based off of your own mental ability to manipulate mm-hmm. said Electrum. Absolutely. And another one of the strange things about this ship is that upon approaching the uh, piloting console, 
I believe it was Rush, yeah. uh, that uh, the Owlay assassin, uh, for, uh, his character, uh, Jaren's character, that first approached the console and realized that upon sort of interacting with it, his field of perception was expanded. Yeah, like, as soon as we got into the ship, right? Yes, like he could see the entirety of the outside of the chi- of the ship and the entirety of the inside, know exactly what was happening uh, with a thought, manipulate the different systems, like the engines and the piloting of the ship. What does that remind you of? I felt Jaren? omnipresent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're speaking like Rush now. <laughs> <laughs> um, does, does that kind of remind you of, of, of something else too? Kind of like how the Ritanium manipulates stuff too? Yeah, honestly, I was getting like Ritanium vibes because yeah. I'm like, well, Ritanium is sentient metal and here you kind of interact with it and kind of does what you want. So it listens, but it doesn't have a thought process yeah. of its own. Yeah. In a way, it's somewhat programmed while Ritanium really is just its own volition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I like the cross between that and how they can both be just as valuable and dangerous. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious how this is going to interact with the crime families and like the Red Eye Syndicate and all these other things that we've kind of getting introduced to and what's also been like alluded to in some of the previous entries mm-hmm. in the high 90s of your podcast episodes and uh and when we were playing in that session we we actually uh did we take out the two guys like that did absolutely we, like, automatically took them out yeah oh yeah, yeah. i got a nice headshot they at were the very beginning we, we yeah. were we were riding high at the start yeah. <laughs> they were gone right a f- group of four highly trained. Uh, Rush flew too yeah. close to the sun and then burned. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Rush is actually one of the one of the ones that survived. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of the only ones who made logical decisions. There you go. But to explain what we're sort of talking about, after sort of hijacking that ship and uh, following the destination that was planned in the sort of the log the chart for with the, the ship of arm with the help of yeah let's arm. talk let's oh, talk yeah, about arm. armature yeah. real quick before yes. anything else okay. oh yes that so, little shit <laughs> so uh we got a we got this thing called an armature kit yes uh, from, from, gonna, yeah. yeah go ahead or the automated robotic mission interface and general electronic resource or armature for short yes uh custom uh, programmed and manufactured as a utility assistant for Voss Industries operatives. Yeah, um, but that didn't that didn't last for long, very long. <laughs> well, it came in useful a couple. Yeah, of times. It, it, no, no. I mean, I mean, it was more like yeah, I, I'm more joking about the whole situation with Kyver and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, Arm. We'll get to that. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. but with the assistance of the Armager Kit, as well as sort of gaining a quick new understanding of how this ship works. Uh, they were able to pilot it towards the edge of the cosmic membrane and then using the predictive drive on the space cutter ship, which they had uh, seized from these their pilots, were able to escape the core and navigating through a, an area of space where time is not exactly the most constant. Uh, Planar unity. Mm-hmm. Um they were able to arrive safely, mostly unharmed, mostly. Uh, a couple of bad rolls, I believe it was two ones, uh, led to a little bit of drain on the party, but otherwise unharmed. And landing safely in the Electrum system, the Electrum solar system. Electrum 5, to be exact, is yes, where we landed. near, very close to the orbit of Electrum 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fifth planet from the Electrum sun, which presents as... 
as a purple gas giant uh, with a very thick, uh, like a hazy purple atmosphere, mm-hmm. which upon further inspection blocks sensor readings for yeah. the surface of the planet. So there was no really telling what you were going to encounter until you sort of breached the atmosphere, at which point you would be on the sensors. Did we, did we get called before we actually entered the atmosphere or did the call end up going when we got into the atmosphere? Uh, there I, was, I believe it was yeah. when we got into it. I'm pretty, there was, yeah, it was, there was in the atmosphere, yeah. I'm like pretty sure. There was very hazy communication that basically just said you're clear to enter, Yeah. right? And then after you broke through the hazy atmosphere, uh, you got a much more c- clear uh, communication, yeah. which unfortunately led to uh, some less than... Beneficial deception rules. Yes. <laughs> Hitting the fan. Yes. Less uh, than desirable outcomes. Mm-hmm. We kind of just went in gun, guns blazing, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> we landed badly. Guys came after us, and a lot of things yeah. went down from there. They didn't really yeah. come after us. We kind of went after them. Yes. Oh, but they knew well, where to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did. Specifically, you were directed to deviate from your original intended landing point, and I believe it was Zayla that noticed that basically their tone went from uh, like okay to suspicious mm-hmm. and rather than come across anything that might uh, uncertainty that might come from that you decided to park it into uh, the sort of purple desert area that is outside of the what you saw upon breaking the atmosphere is the massive neon uh, nightscape city uh, which you will eventually find out to be is underworld Mm-hmm. And which covers approximately half of this large planet's surface. Uh, unfortunately, with Kyver and Rush at the helm, you were not able to successfully land your space cutter ship without damaging it beyond repair, uh, which is a feat considering that uh, ships made of electrum can pool electrum from non-critical assets mm-hmm. to repair more cru- uh, crucial functions. Yeah, I... It's, I I learned how to do that when I got into the pod, mm-hmm. which ended up happening in our second session. Mm-hmm. So when we we ended up getting into combat, uh, combat, we basically fought. What were it, what were it? Three, three judge magistrates. Uh, judge magisters. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. The armager kit detected Magister, three yeah. bogies incoming, and before they were able to intercept you. Uh, your party was able to easily blend into the ever-shifting purple sands nearby. Yeah, and then we didn't know who we were encountering. Encountering, we thought we were. It, it's literally like you know, guard like people who are coming to poss- possibly kill us. Mm-hmm. Don't know. We didn't want to find out. What were your guys' <laughs> thoughts when, uh, in terms of strategy? What were you? What did you think before Kyver pulled the pin on that grenade? What were you think guys thinking was going to happen? Well, uh, I thought they were the shipping pump, pump shipping. Yeah, yes. cycle pump cycle shipping. Cycle pump, pump shipping. The owners shipping. of the space cutter ship, which you had hijacked. Yes. Yeah, that, that's why I Coming initially thought us. too. Mm-hmm. And um, but I thought maybe the purple dust could have covered us and we could have hid. But how accurate do you think that would have been? Well, that only would have worked for a purple Beulah like yourself. I mean, well, I'm, I'm white and exposed. Who Did, did someone roll pretty the bad on their stealth? No, they didn't. Actually, you, um, if had, you had we not, had we not done anything, it, they wouldn't have caught us. Yes, if oh you if you God. hadn't if you hadn't jumped out and attacked them, they wouldn't have been able. I, to I'm honestly glad the way it did go, though, because if we didn't do that, then we would have no way of getting back to 
the city, we we wouldn't have any any idea, and then we could have. We could have walked, but imagine yes. if the demons came after us. Yes, I remember that very briefly. Happen, yeah. uh, after the battle, you learned that there would be were apparently demons, which you've yet to encounter. Yeah, uh, roaming the purple desert, but that's another matter. Would that have been a, like a roll of a D one hundred to see? Uh, it probably would have been more like uh, an encounter with pretty much certainty, and whether you would have decided to fight or flee from that. Mm-hmm. And Zale and I, st- Zale we- and I stole yeah. those like pods, so yeah. that actually got us to the city well, a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, let's back up just a little uh, bit. Okay, yeah. wait. So I, I do have a question about that. If we did encounter the demons, mm-hmm. could we have survived? Uh, could we have survived? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the demon, there are demons that roam the purple uh, desert out there are variable in strength. Some are weaker, some are stronger, but compared to the average judge magister that you, which which you encountered three of them. They are not uh, on par. Okay, so we we basically fought the harder of the. You did, and you got more CP for it. Yeah, yeah we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of us did fall. Mm-hmm. We we will discuss that. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I believe it was Kyber that first jumped out of their hiding spot and attacked uh, one of the judge magisters that peeled off from the other two. The other two went to go check your crash. Base. And uh, and also mm-hmm. j- just so that everyone knows. This entire exchange, this entire uh, uh, mission, basically, is happening like a, a month after Kyver's actual storyline inside the podcast. So it's it's it it's been some like probably a few weeks since Kyver has been dealing with everything else. Mm-hmm. So he's changed a little bit based off of certain events that occurred, mm-hmm. and. After getting a brief jump on one of the uh, Judge Magisters, which with a surprising efficiency, I was didn't think that you would be able to destroy one of them before they fled. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were, right? With some pretty good dice rolls, despite the fact that they were wearing very heavy armor. Um, I, I think I... Yes, you landed the, kill landed the <laughs> Not finishing kill, blow. But Kyver yelled I, at the others, basically, so, like, and, and had had uh what's her face what, what was her name in care harmonia harmonia so this is one of the judge ma- magisters and we and he had her like kind of pinned and it was like like he basically yelled like don't come any closer or she dies basically and then and then <laughs> they came closer and, and, no and then zayla just goes up and whips and whips her with around the neck Wait, did I do that after you yeah, said that? Yeah, after I but said they, that. They I, didn't say anything. I know. Well, they yeah, kept they walking did. closer. They couldn't because they had a mask on. We, we didn't mm-hmm. know what, what was going on. And they did keep walking closer. They did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Could they not hear us through their masks? Uh, they couldn't hear them through their masks or the dust storm. Or are or, they, or they just were like, or, or, yeah. they didn't care. <laughs> well, they well, probably we, didn't care. We well, couldn't um, take yeah. the risk. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, that ended. And that was where the first session ended right there. Yep. So, did you guys have any more questions about what happened during the first episode? Not during the first. I felt like that was a good introduction, uh, self-explanatory enough, but left it just enough mystery about like what Electrum really was for like us to really kick this off. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was handled really well. Do you think if uh, if we wouldn't if we wouldn't have just started attacking right away, mm-hmm. what do you think would have happened if we would have maybe been forced to go back with them? Uh, so you're saying you confronted them, but nonviolently? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Certainly, they would have rather captured you than try and destroy you, which probably would have led to something similar to what ended up happening, happening yeah. in the end. Uh, you may have noticed during the fight that they utilized shock weaponry, right? Which is non-lethal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but and that's not really what happened. Um, no. And at the start of the next episode, that was when combat really opened up. Yep. When... Uh, after Harmonia died, you briefly heard uh, Cadmus take off their mask. Uh, one of the other dead magisters that was still alive yell no, and then uh, very quickly ask the other judge uh, magister. I forget that what their name was. It was Cadmus. I have my note. Yeah. My notebook in my, my bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me grab it real quick. Not on your sheet? I have it. Uh, it was Lias. Uh, yes, yes. Cad- yes. Yeah. Cadmus asks Lias to throw him your shard and get her uh, to the labs. And Lias, we're assuming, is a Nugonian, correct? Yes, Lias, the Nugonian uh, out of the two, uh, takes throws a glass vial. I believe it was Zayla that noticed that inside the glass vial there was another sort of dull blue glow, mm-hmm. which is common to many of the Electrum based uh, materials that you had encountered at the time, though you didn't know what Electrum was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and upon receiving that shard, they sort of teleported on top of Harmonia's corpse in the pod and then teleported again, uh, leaving just you four and... Um, four against one. Four against one. And what a battle it was. Uh, however, upon receiving that glass vial... It looked like the glass vial was absorbed into the sort of silver armor that the Judge Magisters wear. Yeah. Uh, and the silver armor turned gold. And at the beginning of combat, uh, Cadmus activated one of his uh, Electrum kits. Specifically, That's true. Yeah, he activated the Hecaton Kyre kit, the 100 handed one. Kit. I, I never know how you come up with these names, man. I mean, Hec- <laughs> the Hecaton Kyre, and this is true of the entirety of my setting. It's a lot of Greek myth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hecaton Kyres were fifty-faced, one-hundred-handed giants. I, I, I love, I love how you did that with like, gr- like everything is basically Greek, mm-hmm. in, inside this whole setting, mm-hmm. and it's like, but it's also sci-fi. So it's yes. like, <laughs> it's I love I, it. <laughs> yes, I enjoy it as well. It makes me happy. Um, but upon activating that kit, it gives them a third uh, offensive form. <laughs> And that figure was level 10, I think I set them as. Yeah. Level 10? Oh, level 10. I thought you said yeah. level 8. Oh, no, uh, I think he said oh yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, it was right. level 10. It was like yeah. tier, well, tier 3. Level, yeah. level 8 would be the Judge Magister. Level 10 is the Judge Magister with an extra shard. Uh, because you need uh, a shard to power an Electrum kit. And the shards are very special for a reason that we might get into, but... Maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, at this point, Cadmus was a much greater threat than Harmonia ever was. And all hell broke loose in that battle. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Multiple people got into pods. Uh, oh. I like, kept trying like, to run him over. Switch? <laughs> no, because like, whenever we were trying to like, shoot or stuff, he would like, grab onto one of the other vehicles or like... The f- every time we tried to like stab, other times that didn't work too well. I mean, we had Zayla Ye- was very messed we had up. Yeager in the back who was probably doing 
most of the damage because of the kinetic beams. Mm-hmm. But he was basically just in the back shooting, and he didn't want to do combat. No. He's not a combat. But granted, character. he was missing like half of his attacks too. Like well, we had a lot of like yeah, crazy we, things. We that were happened. we were rolling I pretty low. Mm-hmm. I remember I lost all my. Oh, you 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 lost exhausted. all your stamina and you got exhausted, which is mm-hmm. pretty fun because like I, I don't necessarily pin pe- pin people like with uh like sta- like stamina draining attacks too much, yeah. but that's always a fun thing to do just and, to get, get them exhausted. And when you're lower level, like you guys were, right? Yeah. You have less stamina. Well, we are level five, so but, but it's still it's still a low oh, against level. a level ten enemy. Yeah, right? yeah, mm-hmm. but. I believe we could yeah. have we could have defeated him. Absolutely, we yeah. have thirteen health he, left or something like yes. that after yeah. everything we did. Because because in in the end, I kind of I I got into a pod and he was basically attached to the pod, mm-hmm. and we were like going back and forth, and I had to basically drag him into the dirt, mm-hmm. and he still was able to use his kit to get on the other side of the pod, mm-hmm. and then we I barrel rolled upward and tried to sw- fling him off because I I was able to get him like. Yeah, you were able to start spinning the yeah, pod. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and as soon as that happened, he destroyed one of the thrusters, and then my pod just went plummeting into the into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's where mm-hmm. that's where Kyver died in the landing pod, and we tried helping him. You did. You almost got there, right? It was a very close roll. I think you were only two off of your. Uh, I think it was just a straight agility check to pry. Kyver out of the pod. Oh, I think you guys had to do an athletics too. Yes, to, 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 to one to hold up the pod, push push up the pod, mm-hmm. and then another someone to fish Kyver out. Everyone was rolling horribly. <laughs> yes, it was not the greatest rules for our team. Uh, and in the end, uh, there were still two intact pods from the two other uh, magisters, and it was Rush and Zayla that used them to flee towards the city eventually, uh, while Jaeger. Uh, and the corpse of Kyver were uh, captured by five more judge magisters that and had responded to the scene. Kyver's legs were severed. Yes. Yeah, severed. The pod was yeah. on top of him. Yeah, Kyver was absolutely dead. Yeah, basically dead, yeah. yeah they, there was no p- point for us staying. We could barely handle one. I don't know how we were going to handle I was, five. I was on the verge of being like, I just built this character up, <laughs> and he's about you to fall. Upset. I recorded <laughs> several podcast episodes for him to die like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dying to. on a planet outside in the planar unity with no connection to anything within the core, and basically, like, like his life is just. I gone. call that a hundredth episode special. There you <laughs> go. The anticlimax to end all anticlimaxes. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, how you know it isn't staged. Um, uh, Jaeger, Jaeger chose to stay. He could have maybe made it on my pod. Do you think we would have been going at half speed? Uh, it would have less been a matter of speed, more like uh, it would have been whether uh, uh, Jaeger would have been able to hold on to the pod. Yeah, that would have been difficult. I think he made the right choice of just staying. Maybe. But apparently, one of the characters would have had an idea. I was like, what? why would you do that? Why would you think of that? I wanted to gun him down. Rush wanted to literally just gun him down right there. Well, it makes sense, okay? <laughs> so let me rationalize this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah that, oh, no, that, that makes sense. No, but the thing is, we're assuming Kyber's dead because the whole leg's off, dude's unconscious, we couldn't lift him off out of the thing, and Jaeger, uh, Oscar's character, is just, like, sitting there. Yes, he may have his, like, vow of silence, but he's refusing to move or do anything. So the thing is, he knows who we are, 
he has our he has a communicator to communicate with us so they could just take that he, they could try to get other information out of him mm-hmm. and this is even before we knew that there is a lot of other similar species that exist here too so if they just got another newgonian to probe him they would have gone everything so if i just Newgonians shot him can't probe other newgonians now that is something I didn't know until now. But that's something you learn he, something yeah, new every day. That, but that, he, mm-hmm. but he didn't yeah. know in character. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and Ali wouldn't know that. So, pretty much, I was thinking, well, if I just shot him, then I we I wouldn't have to worry about that. I would just toss the communicator, and then Zayla and I could try to find a way out of here. Because I mean, the armager, the one that's supposed to get us the information that we would have needed, is we like left, destroyed in the pod. Left it. And we kind of like leave it with your corpse, yeah. Matt. So, yeah, so basically, what do we do? Y- you and you and Zayla ended up just going and and leaving, and go- and Jaeger stayed with me, and then and then the magisters came and pick pick me up. Mm-hmm. Yes, they knocked Jaeger unconscious and so captured the both of you. Now, after that, we went we went back to like to Zayla and Rush and how they basically got a place to stay inside the inside. The underworld, um, finding like really finding a hideout, basically. Motel. Yeah, it was basically a shitty motel. Yes, <laughs> pretty much an outrageously expensive shitty motel. Yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of what the reality is in what you came to know as the city of underworld. Mm-hmm. There's lots and lots of people. Everything is busy. Uh, there's acidic rain, but people don't care because life is short. And I mean. When an apartment room is two weeks for 150 volts, which I'm pretty sure is more... It was 300. I remember distinctly because I spent more than half of what I had. I see. (laughs) And, yeah, that's just the way things are there. Things are expensive. Yeah. Um, The inflation, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going. We we found a way around that. Not not the best way, but a way around that for for a little bit. That was in the next session. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So... My question for you, Ryan, mm-hmm. when between the time that Jaeger and and Kyver got taken, mm-hmm. uh, there was basically like eighteen hours. Yes, Jaeger was conscious during all of this. He was sort uh, of twilight. Uh, he was twilight. Did, did he? Did he they, they they gave they administered him something to kind of put him to sleep, or no? Well, so he was dead. He was dead. He was dead. They killed him. They killed him. They killed Jaeger? Oh, my apologies. Uh, sorry. I yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. What did I not know? He did not. My apologies. I would make Jaeger, Kyver, they both end with Ur. Um, <laughs> Jaeger was knocked out, uh, and then he spent much more time conscious in his cell okay. than you did. Yeah. You woke up and maybe spent about two hours in your cell. Uh, he spent the full 18 or so. Um, And we were in just like... Com- Completely blank white cells, basically. Yes. And, uh, uh, no, no door, no windows, no, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Crazy house. Cra- kind of. Um, quarantine, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kyver was, felt sort of strange when he woke up because he realized that the enhancements that he and his brother had been working on had been replaced by what appeared to be, for the most part, flesh. His own flesh. It was as if Kyver had never suffered the grievous injuries that lead to him becoming enhanced. Yeah, and uh, found out later that, well, found out as soon as he woke up after like about two hours, he was taken to the magistrate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Radamanthus. Yes. The, uh, I, I like that. There <laughs> that you <name>. go. <laughs> the leader of the Minos Magistrate, one of four corporations that sorts that are the sort of power bodies of the city of Underworld on Electrum. And during all of this, we like Ryan had had sent all of us a a list of different mission objectives to get done. And we had we had planned out a little a little pathway for that, and we were actually kind of getting a few of them done. I believe the first the first one was was discover re, the, un- the re- refined, recovering unrefined refined electrum, refined. refined electrum, which was were those pots, mm-hmm. uh, the the um, and the, those got sent to the specialists. Uh, and then we, what was the second one that we did? Discovered the power. Uh, oh yeah, the social, po- yeah, political the, climate, and that's what this was when when Kyver was learning about the whole situation with with all four of the different industries. Would you like to so, describe them? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, so there's the first one that you came across, which was uh, Psychopomp Shipping. They control the distribution and transport of Electrum, uh, both like to and transport in general to and from the Electrum system from the core. And also just all forms of outward-going shipments of Electrum towards the core. That's the reason why uh, that space cutter ship was docked on Vicroniex and you were able to steal it. Those were uh, Psychopomp shipping employees. Psychopomp, by the way, uh, for those of you that might not know, it's a figure that leads the spirits of the dead uh, into the afterlife. Which oh wow yeah and is that from Greek mythology? That too? is from Greek mythology. Hermes is the psychopomp. Dang. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, and uh, I have this sort of ongoing theme that you guys haven't interacted with too well, but the chosen, at least the ones that have been reborn in power, are dead. Right? They have died at least once. Mm-hmm. And if you'll remember, in the very beginning, when I sort of sent you that preliminary Discord message. Mm-hmm. And I sort of gave a, like a brief rundown of my setting. It was sort of like a person talking in character about how chosen get tired of being reborn over and over again. And Electrum is the kind of the underworld is the place where they go after they get tired of ceaselessly fighting, and wow. dying, okay. and being revived again. But that's a little yeah. That's a, that's a little intense. Um. The other uh, faction that you guys ran into uh, immediately after that are the Minos, Minos Magistrate. Yeah. The Minos Magistrate are unique because they are sort of the... There are no laws except the one law, the one rule, which you may have heard in one of the sessions. The one rule is that the secret of, of Electrum 5 does not leave Electrum 5. It is closely guarded. The place where Electrum comes from is supposed to be kept hidden and... It has been kept hidden for many cycles. Only now, uh, at the behest of Voss Industries, has the secret sort of been uncovered um, specifically. And it's always been on the terms of uh, Underworld interacting with the core, never the other way around. Mm. Um, And it is the Minos Magistrate's job to keep that secret, to stop anybody that would break that secret, and also to collect taxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We learned Taxation about that. Taxation is theft. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll give it a thought when I explain the other ones. Of course. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is the Avernus Guild, which is the power body that is responsible for digging up and recovering the Electrum from the actual 
uh, planet itself, which it occurs naturally within the planet, though you guys haven't witnessed that. Uh, It is mined, it is transported in its unrefined state, uh, where it is given to the last body of power, the Hesperides Labs, Mm. which refine the Electrum, know how it is refined, uh, closely guard the secrets behind the refining process, and also do the experimentation with technology that can be conducted with the versatile substance called Electrum. And uh, the Avernus Guild, the Hesperides Labs, and Psychopomp Shipping make up what is called the Triumvirate Board, which are the three sort of governing uh, factions in Underworld. The Minos Magistrate is the fourth section that breaks ties uh, or any sort of disputes between the corporations. I see, okay. Um, But they don't get involved directly in uh, any of the other corporations' businesses. So... When we found all, we we didn't find out all like all the deeper like the super deep aspects of it, mm-hmm. but we we learned about all four of these. And after that, the magistrate and mm-hmm. Kyver, along with Jaeger, began making a deal. And this was when our first, our third session, mm-hmm. sort began. of began. Mm-hmm. And the deal, well, actually, Kyver got some kind of plant yes some sort of brand of sorts that uh while it was not elaborated on what it would do the the magistrate said that he would not leave electrum in one piece if he did not follow up on the deal it seems to me like it's like a self-destruct something like that perhaps yeah so kyver is basically needing to do whatever this magistrate is needing is wanting him to do um but he did save his life Mm -hmm. so he owes kind of a debt which is, th- again, thanks to the uh, power of Electrum, yes. the biostabilizer, which uses Electrum to replicate uh, living tissue and uh, basically reverse grievous bodily injury, uh, notwithstanding even the injuries which Kyver suffered, which caused him to be enhanced. So when they pulled the, pl- when they sort of hit the reverse button, they reversed everything, right? Not just his most current grievous wounds, but all the grievous wounds that led to him being enhanced. So, once Kyver... So is he no longer enhanced? He is enhanced, he's enhanced he's but enhanced. he's enhanced with Electrum. Mm. I mean, I yeah, could do, I I could do some stuff now. I don't think you're leaving. <laughs> well, I I think I think Walking it's possible for me plan. to leave, but they they're, they're probably going to have to like wipe my wipe Kyver's mind of any memory of. We're going to leave with a you'll be walking refinement of Electrum. I feel like you'd be sought after. You left. That is true. It might cause some situations. Yeah, I was gonna say like if Boss Industries comes after you, like you know, because they want to know what Electrum is. You literally have those enhancements now. They will just cut you up. Maybe, but I'll still get paid. Mm -hmm. He is a plasmatic knight, so Mm -hmm. still get paid. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, So after that. We made the deal. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're going to... What, what, what was the deal specifically? The deal was to investigate another squadron from the core yeah. that are, had arrived uh, before you all in Underworld. Um, and we, as far, as far as we know, we are the first of Voss Industries squadrons to come. Mm-hmm. We do know that there is a contact, though. There's, yes. there's a deep cover contact who yes. we end up meeting later in the session. And that would be the start of 
the final session. Mm-hmm. And it was Kyver's intuition uh, that told him that if it wasn't a Voss Industries contact, it was probably had to do with the crime syndicates of Sector 399 on the yeah. Which the head one would po- probably be the Red Eye Syndicate. Mm-hmm. So the task given by uh, Radamanthus to the squad uh, was to uncover this uh, core squadron from the what is presumed to be the Red Eye Syndicate and eliminate them. And it is believed that this squad is working with uh, one of the uh, three other branches of the Triumvirate board. There is no other explanation for how they could remain undetected and be familiar with the way Underworld works without the assistance of another one of the corporations. And so far, the group is assuming it might, it, it could, it has a, there's a high probability that it is psychopump shipping because we ended up coming in a ship from there. Uh, though we aren't entirely sure, uh, it could be that that maybe maybe there's like a a plant inside the magistrate that doesn't even realize that there's a plant, mm-hmm. and they're just too uh, too big to think about it. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any questions about what might um, have happened? I mean, I had a su- I think our allies are probably like the the mole that we were tasked to find. Um, that has been planted. I feel like they might be with the. They might have gotten an alliance with the, um, the the not the labs, the mining, the Avernus Guild. Yeah, the Avernus Guild. Wait, so, who, who the 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 plant that we that we yeah met? our mole. Uh, so so the deep cover contact that we that we basically after the whole situation, with the, with the magistrate and the deal, Kyver and Jaeger went back. To meet with the other two, we were very suspicious of them. Very suspicious. Mm-hmm. We ended up calling them. Like Kyver calls Zayla, be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm alive." Yeah, the quarter of the session was me saying, "Like, yeah, no, this is fishy. He's captured. If if he's even alive, like, we should leave him." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we were able to convince them, kind of in a way, and then we went to go. Basically, we rested a bit. Kyra made some rounds. They did some searching. We got a got a map. Got a map. Uh, which caught which, which is, the map costs a thousand volts. So then Rush goes out and starts stealing codexes that it that has a uh, a volts. What, what what's it called? Uh, Hyman bypass. A Hyman bypass. Yeah. Hi. Mm-hmm. And then Kayla uh, Zayla. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 Not Kayla. Mm-hmm. Zayla helped. Yep. As well, unfortunately. Yeah. You did well, and now we are wanted. Yep, there, there's a there's a bunch of ma- ma- judge mag- magistrates who are out searching for us. Well, the thing is, for I can fly, and Zayla it is, is a, a sentient piece of gas. Yeah, so it's actually like... <laughs> so, like, it's if it had to be crime. any of us, it's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we were able to get get to the... What what is the nightclub called that we? Oh yeah, the, the, the Muses nightclub. Muses nightclub, and we actually got a piece of information about where Next this the map. deep cover contact mm-hmm. it is at. Mm-hmm. Yes, follow the Muses. Yes, yeah, so that was the information stored on the armature kit. So we went to this nightclub called the, the Muses nightclub, and we had to fi- follow the Muses basically. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening, mm-hmm. Ryan, if you'd like to yes. explain, uh, you entered the nightclub. 
and <laughs> you by chance happened to go were directed to the floor where uh, there was sort of like a uh, a nightclub with a sort of like a mosh pit area bar and also live performance after spending some time uh, trying to put out that you were looking for uh, a contact from Voss Industries. Uh, by chance, the uh, performers that had finished up said, uh, we are the muses. Good yep. night. And that, like, oh, that's our yeah, cue. That's a, yeah, there you go. <laughs> At which point, uh, Jaeger uses his telepathy to communicate to uh, the Ra Yen, uh, the vocalist of the group, and upon seeing her response to uh, saying the passphrase, um, she sort of, with a blank stare, turned and then quickly resumed posture and uh, telepathically communicated back, meet me on the next floor above. Yep, and then, so we we kind of went all each kind of separately, heading to the next floor, and Rush, Rush was the first one there. I go first. I roll really bad on my perception, and I'm pretty much <laughs> He's staring. Basically staring, I'm staring at, at a yen. Not not even the right one. No, the, I, was no, that I the right one? It was the right mm, one. No, I was oh, staring man. at a different yen, listening to someone do slam poetry. <laughs> basically, yeah. Basically. Well, it was more. Well, it wasn't really slam poetry. It was more like how like the the ancient Greeks theatrical poetry the ancient Greeks used to to do theater basically yes Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally we got up and we started talking to the contact Mm -hmm. she took us in the back she took us in the back yeah like a private booth and yeah um, yeah, we we began we asked her some questions yeah she's been there for what was it nine cycles I believe I said uh, 60 cycles cycles? yeah like it was most of her life she's been there like Basically, well, how how old is this Yen? Because Yen can live for a pretty long time. If uh, you're not really sure, uh, they Yen, also Yen they ha- also don't yeah. age. After Yen they have, have sort of become, an ages look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're not really sure. Uh, you're also not really sure how time works. How well that compared to like the core, and also how they got there in the first place. But you haven't asked about that yet. Uh. But yeah. as soon as we, we, we didn't get a chance to a- ask about that because uh, Kyver. Was that the only question we asked, though, before that? Was that the only? That's the only amount like time we had for before, you know, yeah. what happened happened. Yeah, which well, Kyver, <laughs> Matt, do, do you want to tell us how you fucked up? Hey, hey, okay. So so Kyver was just ba- basically thinking I, it, it, it needs to get brought up. The, this, this needs to get brought up. So he basically explained, he, he tried to begin to explain that the situation, he, he, he's desperate to get, basically help the magistrate. Mm-hmm. And so far, as, as far as what, he, what he's seen, the magistrate saved his life. He owes him a debt. He also wants to make sure that well, the Voss Industries is like he—he's not a huge fan of Voss Industries, so he's not like trying mm-hmm. to—he—he—he's trying to be open and honest, mm-hmm. but it does not come off the right way when mm-hmm. he when he does it, mm-hmm. um, and which is because he ends up basically just t- explaining, "Oh, we kind of got caught. Mm-hmm. We kind of got caught, it's and so we're weird. and and we're and we're leading." I, I I've already dealt with Electrum is what I said. Yes. Basically, like she hasn't gotten a, a chance to really 
Did, mm-hmm. did she say that she hasn't gotten a chance to deal with Electrum? Uh, she said that... Uh, I don't think she said anything like that. I think uh, what caught her by surprise is that you sort of exposed... I'm not really... I don't remember the reason. I can't think of it, but no, you sort of... No oh, reason. no, no, because uh, I exposed my, my Electrum You're enhancement. Like, yes. Yeah, I, I, yes. I have dealt with yes. this. And, and how did you get that? Yeah, and that sent Gosh, off... Yeah. yeah. That sent off red flags... The contact is compromised, yeah. that kind of stuff. Because in her mind, the only people that have Electrum are from Electrum. And you're supposed to be from Voss Industries, from the core. So, so she's thinking you're from here and yeah. we're all... And, and she's been here for 60 covered, cycles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make anyone hostile. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So she she's pulling out a gun on me. Yes. Um, and I might mm-hmm. join her in on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, okay we'll see we will see yeah Um, because that is actually where we ended the session mm -hmm. the last session um quick draw so with that being said i believe that was the recap that was a recap uh does anyone else have any questions about certain things yeah just any general questions about what you might have found like that you don't have an answer to yet that can be as- answered. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, so far, I, I've been very much enjoying this, and I just, I want to say thank you, Ryan, for, for, doing this. Well, it's my pleasure for, for all of us. Happy birthday! Thank you. My birthday was May fifth, by the way. <laughs> there you go. But I was around for it, so this is me catching up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this this is this is one of the best birthday presents I've I've had in a very long time. Yeah, you finally get to play your own game. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, more of that will come. But I'll I, I'll be playing this game for as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be at the end of the next game. He's gonna be like, I'm drawing it out. <laughs> oh, I rolled a seven. Oh no, I didn't hit. Oh no. <laughs> I died again. Yeah. Uh, might as well get her born again. You, <laughs> you know, there's only so many one-ups. Um, you want to talk about that? About what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Like Kyver dying. But. Well, I mean, Kyver's been on the edge of death several times now. Well, I guess now the question that I think maybe Amanda might be alluding to here is, so if he's been on the brink of death a few times and he pretty much has come back on a couple of occasions, is there a certain limit? When does his will expire? Like, Well, the thing is that this time was completely different than the other times. Completely different. Because it was in an, outside of the core entirely. Mm-hmm. So the core d- didn't have any influence on, on it whatsoever. It was the technology that that brought him back. He was dead. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. if they didn't bring him back with the technology, he was dead. He was off. He was off the boat without a life jacket. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. he, he was gone. So it was a. That's the reason why Matt was like sort of like he was yeah, like trying was, to hold it in. I was just like, yeah. no. A part yeah. a part of me was like, of like I. I, I I knew that you were going to like end it like that. Mm-hmm. Like I was holding out hope, but it also I would have, I would have actually been fine. I, I I was like really contemplating it in my head throughout the entire time, and I was like, 
you know what? I, I would actually be, be fine if Kyber did die like this mm-hmm. and then had you guys just go on by yourselves. Mm-hmm. And and I I I just be in the background like you could, <laughs> let you guys play yeah, it question, out. Question, would you ever like introduce another character and Matt would have played him or like what how would this like, I I, well, I, I would have been fine with not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing though, I did this for Matt. <laughs> so yeah, it would have kind of defeated the point if I killed Matt's character and didn't give him another character to play. So if for some reason I, here's the thing. I didn't know your character was going to die during that session. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was just the mm-hmm. luck of the draw. But like I did that. know that there was a technology that allows people to reverse death on Electrum because there is no reborn in power regal entities, right? That's true. Yeah. So there, but there is some way. Um, so I already knew about that. I just didn't think Kyver would be the beneficiary of it. Right, like right away. So <laughs> I guess my question is, if it had to be Honestly, one of our characters... Who do you think would have actually had it? Had what? Like would have had, had to use the Electrum. Who, like who, who, who do you think would have needed the Electrum? I mean, I was exhausted. I, first, I, I definitely thought Zayla, right? Because Zayla was knocked unconscious at uh, Cadmus's feet during the battle. Like but she, Kyver, yeah. Kyver used his runic enlightenment to yeah. uh, heal her. Mm-hmm. And Which, Jaeger went down too. Did he wait? No, no, Jaeger. No, he, he, he kind of stayed back. He kept using like back. kinetic mm-hmm. beams or blasts or something. Mm-hmm. He stayed back. Yeah. And honestly, I think that Kyver was probably the best person to have died because he had the enhancements. No one else had, had enhancements. So like, it made sense why his bot, his, his basically his, his lower half of his body got torn away because mm-hmm. he did have enhancements there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. How high did your enhancements go up? I know you have. Oh no, calves. It, it it was it was just on the calves. Oh, okay. It's on the calves. Okay, it, 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 it was only only on the calves. But now he basically has an entire lower half that is mm-hmm. electrum, and then a, a, I believe a center a center massa is. Mm-hmm. But then the one on the mm-hmm. back is the is the. That is the tracking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, electrum enhancements, right? Or in your case, kind of like electrum prosthetics. Uh, Behave just like normal flesh. Yeah. Right? Except they can be repaired. Okay. Uh, so, in kind of in the sense, I explained this to you sort of like uh, in person. Electrum enhancements work better for biological beings. Mm. Uh, any sort of um, downsides, yeah. Yeah, downgrades, da- downgrades get- are yeah. less uh, impactful with electrum enhancements. Like if you have an um, enhancement that gives you plus three to intellect but minus two to fortitude, with if it was an electrum enhancement, it would be uh, plus three to inflect minus one to fortitude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think I think that's a good place to stop mm-hmm. before this gets too long. Yeah. I mean, it's already pretty too long. Oh but. yeah. No. When I was looking at it, probably like fifteen, thirty minutes ago, it was like forty-seven minutes. Like we're we're yeah, we're we're, we're at an hour. We're we're at about an hour of this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for now, I yeah. think I, I, it, this is going to be our uh, the season three finale. So might as well make it long. Matt, Matt, when did this well, like? Yeah, session, we're gonna save time. The session's gonna be long. So the session's gonna be long. The sessions have been long, but it's for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But thank you, Ryan, again for yes. all this. Thank you, Jaron, for playing with me. Thank you, Amanda, for supporting me. Mm-hmm. Love you this guys. Voice changed. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> and thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Thank you, Oscar, <laughs> who is not here for being... Ne- never letting us down. 
<laughs> for always never always never not never letting us down he's gonna he's gonna listen to this he's to this like, episode oh, uh, he's gonna year. listen to this episode in, in over a year and then yeah. be like fuck you guys yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we, we love you oscar we love you even yeah. with, with with everything that you do mm-hmm. we love you mm-hmm. and uh it's, our, what, makes you. it's what makes you you there you go all right thank you all you for listening and if death comes to you May you be reborn in power. End credits. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Last time, our still unnamed squadron, after making their way from the core realms, from the Pillar of Iconiax to the uncharted territory, past the cosmic membrane into the planar unity to a unknown system called the Electrum system and specifically to the fifth planet Electrum 5 uncovering a world of corporate corruption and rules only leading way to profit our squadron led by Kyver Tremere and also composed of Zela, the planetary Beulah, Jaeger, the silent Lugonian, and Rush, stark white outlay. Together you've gone through a couple of misadventures, running into the Minos Magistrate, Kyver Falling, Jaeger and Kyver's body being captured only to him have him be restored at the hands of the Minos Magistrate and tasked with finding the other intruders from the core on Electrum 5. Reconvening with the rest of your squad members in the city of Underworld and at the behest of the Armager Kit, you found your way to the Muses Club in the bustling heart of Underworld. There you've come across the Voss Industries deep cover contact, Eliana Trey, or as she is known, Sybil. And just as you were beginning to explore what intel this operative might have to offer you, Kyver displays his new Electrum enhancements, and at that provokes much distrust from the deep cover contact, a tech revolver at her hip. And that is where we begin. As this figure, this Ra Yen, reaches for the tech revolver at their hip and slowly brings it up towards the surface of the table, leveling it towards Kyver as the blue glow he emitted subsides. What do you do? I put my hands up. I put my hands up. Give me a good reason why I shouldn't shoot you through right now. I want you to trust me. This is why I show you this. We got here, didn't know what was going on, or approached by... 
individuals we didn't know who to trust. And long story short, we got captured. But after being dead, I believe, they brought me back, revived me, gave me another chance at life, and have tasked me with finding intruders to the system, and they want to ally themselves with Boss Industries. We come here on a directive from Senator Voss. Roll an influence check. And if anyone would like to add anything to assist. Please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Is anyone going to do anything? The only person she levels the tech valver at right now is Kyver. I got a 10. 10. Anyone? She. Well, here's the. I'm still skeptical too because you still have that. I mean, she looked towards uh, Jaeger and says, Did you know about this? And then uh, I write down in a. She squints simple. at you as you start writing instead of responding to her. Wait, question. She, is she across from me? Like, where uh, is she? Who's she, who's so she sitting he, next to? Uh, this is a round booth. Uh, the closest person sitting uh, next to her is Zayla, uh, but there's still probably about half the size of the table between them. It's more like she's on one side of the booth, you're on the oh, other okay. side. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. If you were to scoot over, you could eventually like sit next to her, but she purposely put a little distance between you and your party and her. Mm-hmm. All right, really fast and give it to her saying it reads that uh, I have a vow of silence and that whatever... He says, I was there with him. I did not abandon him. And we are on direct orders on the Senator Voss. Okay. Uh, I'd like you to roll a separate influence check. That's a 15. If you ask me any question about the core, I'll, I'll answer what I can. These people have not been to the core. I know that. And they also want to keep Electrum a secret. Yes, unfortunately... I need to worry about both people from here and also people from the core. Such as the competitors? A squadron. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering if you're them. We are not. We're actually tasked to find this squadron. I don't know exactly which organization they're a part of, but I have a feeling that they're from the Red Eye. I'm going to go out on a limb and give you about five minutes of my time. And then I'm going to leave this table. And if I see any of you follow me, I'm going to pull this tech valve out and shoot you in the face. So take five minutes, ask some questions. And when that five minutes is up, I'm leaving. I guess the first question I have is, do you have any intel as to where this squadron that came before us is located and intel on who they might be. Or what group they infiltrated. Yes. Roll an influence check. Why am I doing all that? 
Well, you're doing all the talking. Yeah. Ten. Ten. <laughs> and you did technically show the uh, thing too, so you kind of have to talk your way out of it. There's a long pause. Zayla and I were not captured like these two. Both of them were captured. However, when they found us, they have acted the same. No malice. You understand my hesitancy, right? You're supposed to be from the core. And you're only supposed to have been here for at least a, maybe no more than a couple cycles. Sorry, a couple rotations. Believe me, when he reappeared and I thought him dead, I wanted to do the same as you. If need be, we can corroborate our stories together. I originally thought he was compromised. But now, my mind's changed. Okay, new plan. She puts the tech volver on the table. You. You're not glowing blue like he is. Give me your codex number. And I'll provide it to her. You're going to walk out of this building and then you're going to call me. I wasn't with them either. I wasn't captured. Can I? <laughs> okay. I only have one codex. And he already- Can I show you something to prove to you that I am from the core? It's not from here. We all okay. came here together. If I'm not satisfied with what you show me, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to lift out my cloak mm-hmm. and show her my runic strap of a rune forger's strap. Okay. She's going to sort of, with one hand on the tech revolver on the table, sort of lean forward and look at it. It's got the symbol of the rune forgers on it. I swear to you, I am from the core. don't come across many runes here in case you haven't noticed so I'm inclined to believe you show me a runic trick one I lift up my hand close my eyes and then forge a rune using my feet (laughs) (laughs) your feet and yeah I forge a rune um Oh. 26. 26. There's something you can roll well at. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Um, so as this rune appears in your hand, there's sort of a, the facade of like frustration and like aggressiveness that was uh, once present in this figure sort of backs off and almost like a silent sigh of relief comes over them as they... So they uh, sigh and put their tech revolver back in a hidden holster on the side. 
and say, okay, so you're all from the core. You're all from Voss Industries, as you said, because I don't think the Rune Forgers would pony up with the Red Eye. Trust me, we do not deal with the Red Eye. So, which means the even more crazy story that you came here and were captured and then got out after making a deal is the truth? Like immediately when we got here. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be covert operatives, specialists of Voss Industries? Well, okay. So the truth is that we're technically hired hired from Voss Industries. We're not actually like operatives that contractors or contractors I have lost faith in the company I'm now currently employed under a lot has been going on in the core I I'm not sure how I you said that you've been here for 60 cycles 60 cycles hmm. I don't know exactly at what point in time you were do you remember what cycle it was when you left I really don't care to talk to you about core politics. Right okay, now. well, I can just tell you the cycle that we left was cycle 137 after the core reset. Okay. Yeah, I've been here a long time. Okay. Okay. Now that that horrible mess that you both spun and cut yourself out of is out of the way. Not necessarily cut out of. That's why I wanted to inform you that we need to figure out who this squadron is. Yes. And also, if Voss, if Voss Industries wants an ally here in Electrum, we have a potential ally to work with. Okay. All in all, that actually sounds pretty promising. So, what do you need to secure this ally? We need to take out the squadron that came before us. The squadron that's been dealing under the table when causing havoc inside the core and making Electrum known throughout because they do not want Electrum to be known. Okay, so they started moving Electrum into the core more heavily? Indeed, and we're still trying to figure out all the implications of it. Okay, that makes sense with what I know. And she very quickly leans over towards the curtains that are drawn on the booth and sort of looks out beside uh, them, scans the area for a couple of moments before closing it again. I've been here for a long time, and because of that, I've done a lot of reconnaissance, slow reconnaissance, but only until recently, maybe like the last half a cycle or so. I've heard rumors, seen traces of the squad I think you're talking about, the one from the core realms here in Electrum, and based on what you said, employed by the Red Eye Syndicate. They're called Cerberus Squad. Cerberus? Cerberus Squad. Like, how do you spell it? C-E-R-B-E-R-U-S. Like the multi-headed dog? C-E-R-E-B-E-R-B-E-R-U-S. Cerberus. Cerberus. How do we pronounce it? Cerberus, we have. Cerberus Squad. That's the name that the local authorities have given to them. 
And are the local, of course, I'm, uh, the local authorities being the magistrate? Yes. Um, and the magistrate is hunting them down unsuccessfully. They <laughs> right. haven't. No one in the magistrate could tell you what they look like. Do you know what they look like? I don't, but I do know places they frequent. All right. Seeing traces. These people that have lived there here all their lives, they don't... They don't know someone from the core. I've lived in both a very long time, and I can spot the difference between people. How could they not tell? Like you're saying, the people that... Have because, lived here, can't tell. Because they're allied with one of the factions here. They can show them how to blend in. Which faction do you think they're with? My best guess, based on the espionage I performed on all three of the Triumvirate board, they're working with Hesperides Laboratories. You know for certain that they're from the core? Yes. Can I... Okay, so Ky- Kyver wants to uh, try to see her energy okay and see if it's like the energies of the core mm-hmm. uh and not like and and then oh can we can we see like people like outside of this room uh is there like are, there's a curtain you can yeah. peer past um and then can i try to see their energies and the difference between the two so that i can like basically discern core mm-hmm and not core energy. Okay. Like people who have like core energy within them. Are you using a skill feed or ability for it's this? It's going to be the rune, rune seeker. Rune seeker. Which is, it uses energy, the energy, energy knowledge. Okay. Uh, this one is going to be difficult, but sure you can. Can I assist? Uh, you don't know he's doing this right now. Okay. Unless he's telling you. 25. 25. This has been something that's sort of been tickling the back of your mind for a little bit. Ever since you've sort of gotten into, like, the very dense population that is Underworld. Uh, The energies here are not the same as the Coral Realms. Uh, Certainly the energy that you manipulate here is different. You can normally differentiate if you're in the core between the different types of energies here, but here the energies are alien to you. And because of that distinction, you can indeed uh, differentiate between peoples from the core and peoples from here. Uh, most of you, all of your squad resounds firmly in the core energies. Okay. Uh, this figure before you. Maybe because they've spent a long time here. It's like a l- it's muddled. Okay, right? You could see you couldn't be able to tell based on how long they've spent here, whether they're native to the core or to the electron system. Okay, and the bystanders that you can look at outside of the curtain—it's almost like you're looking at them, and they just all have a general blue glow to them. Very similar, almost to the apparent glow you can see from activated electron. I step away from the curtain, okay. and then I look over towards her. Did this squad come before you, or were you here before the, the squadron? I'm not sure how long they've been here, but I've known about their existence for about half a cycle. Half a cycle? Yes. And from the files that I've done, I've seen from the other, uh, specifically the magistrate, uh, they've been looking into this for about three cycles. I see. So, 
Why do you ask? People from the core give off a certain energy signature. And you want to use that specific energy signature to differentiate them from the masses? Yes. Okay. That seems plausible. Could that be done with technology here, like Electrum Tech? <clears throat> technology. Have you worked with Electrum before? All I know is I have it in my body now, and I, I don't know what it does. Uh, refined Electrum is nigh indistinguishable. Only a very skilled energy reader, I assume, maybe like yourself, could differentiate them. Uh, but it's possible. But I would say that the differentiating from the core energies and the energies from here is a more plausible, pursuable lead in terms of tracking, tracking down this squadron. Another question is, we know... We know that this squadron is tied to one of the main industries here on Electrum. Yes. Here in Underworld. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one it is? She said yes. his... Uh, his Verity's Labs. His Verity's Labs. Oh. Is he the leader? Sorry, I... I uh, it's okay. We you never a, yeah. voted. No. <laughs> I suppose not. Um, I, I, we, we didn't vote, but no one wants to talk. Apparently, this well, guy doesn't even can't, can't even talk. So, well, no, no just, offense. To be honest, you mystic types always. I don't know. You're harder to talk to. I think um, we have a different wavelength. I suppose. You two, and she points to Zayla and Rush. Do you have any questions? Or you, do you have any question, written questions? Yes, please feel free. Uh, <laughs> the locations. I don't know about their locations specifically, but I've sort of... The documentation that I've seen the recorded by the magistrate, they tend to move around docks, landing areas, which leads me to believe something, is that they're not based here at Underworld. Whatever base of locations they've kept here since they traveled to Electrum 5, it's not in the city. I'm going to take out uh, the bigger map that we acquired. I'm going to ask her. Point it. And she points to the edge of the map. Uh, Out. Maybe. Here's the thing. It's not in the city. Which means, in my mind, and yours too probably, there's two places they could be. One is the purple desert. But there's demons there. Exactly. Which leads me to believe that they're not there. It's way too big a risk. All right. Can you guess where the other place is? The sky? And she winks at you and says, exactly. Well, I'm not the one that flies, so. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I've given this some thought. Have you noticed the sort of purple cloudy atmosphere that enshrouds this planet for about three up a mile up and onwards? Mm-hmm. That whatever atmospheric composition that cloud layer has, it interferes with scanners, sensors. It makes it nearly impossible to get a, an accurate a tell of this place. Info, yes. And better yet, communications barely make it through. So any errant signals that they would be sending back towards the core realms with whatever information they would have, it would be blocked out by the atmosphere. It would never be picked up by any stations on the ground. 
So I think whatever base they have is somewhere out in the... And they're working with the labs. Yes. Which means that they could potentially have built some kind of sky fortress up there. Absolutely. They have access to advanced technologies. And here's another thing. Like I said, that atmosphere, it blocks all communications. So they must be outside the atmosphere. Which leads me to believe they might be orbiting around the planet. The thing is, they have occasional patrols that go around the outside of the planet. Which means that whatever base they're on, it's not visible. Not to the naked eye. And not to whatever technology they use for other visual scans. Have you seen Electrum being used as like a stealth field or cloaking device? I haven't, but it, I doubt it's beyond the capabilities. That stuff is the most user, most versatile stuff in the universe that I've seen. How are they not getting picked up from the ground? Because the sensors that they would normally use to scan the upper atmosphere are completely blocked. That's an advantage for Electrum. It makes it difficult for just passers-by in a cosmic sense to pick up on their very secretive underworld city. But it's also being used against them, I think, in this case. So there there are patrols? There are. By the magistrate or by them? By the magistrate. And the, magis- and the magistrate has not picked up anything? No. But you said you're allies with the magistrate, right? Loosely. For now. You're going to need a ship to get on that base, I think. Indeed. We're probably going to need to go back there and give them our info. They might even have access to that kind of web, like that kind of usage of Electrum. Maybe. I haven't, obviously I haven't spoken to the magistrate because I think they would have me executed Mm -hmm. for espionage. Mm -hmm. But you seem to be on very good terms with them, so (laughs) relatively speaking. Yes. So... Short of stealing a ship, I think that's your best source of transportation. Civil. Yes. What is your mission here is just to... Listen. That's it? Yes. Do you ever want to go back? Do you know how long Ra Yen live? A couple... Hundred years cycles, yeah. And over time, life in the core can get pretty dull. Especially if you happen to be one of the lucky few that just seem to not be able to die. But what about a family? Family is nice and all, but not for everybody. I see. Some people live for the thrill. Respect. And I'm going to take out my blasters. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not a bounty hunter. I'm just very good at talking and listening. I'm going to frown, put my blaster away slowly. <laughs> there will be time for that in the future, I'm sure. But either way. Will you join us on this mission? Or No. You're going to go get attacked and attack people. That's not my thing. Okay. Fair enough. Undercover. And I'm going to look at Kyver like... Well, obviously, I, I was never good at undercover. I was more good at getting the job done. Just not, not, not like a, you're not getting the job done. I'm more like just trying to. You know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> by the way, in case you didn't know, 
people that don't die in the core, they still die here. Whatever connection they have in the core that somehow preserves them as they are into a new life, that's not here. So if you die here... I figured that out already. She sort of cocks her head in a very strange way. What? He died. He died? I died. You said you got captured. Yeah, my my body was dead. He got captured. And then they brought me back to life using... And it's like Electrum is what revived it. She sits back and looks absolutely dumbfounded. So his Electrum can do severed. a lot of things. Yes, it can. I, I knew that... I knew that... I knew that they could be used for that reason. I never thought that an operative of Voss Industries would be the beneficiary of it. You people are crazy. Hmm. Well, we are going to go fight this threat that we know nothing about, except for that they work with the Red Eye. So, yeah, consider us crazy. Well, contractors, I think that's all you need to know. Can we exchange contact information so we can contact you in the future? I hand out my codex. I gave him my codex information. You can contact me anytime. Okay. Well, not anytime. (laughs) We'll be discreet. Thank you. Jaeger's writing something for Kyver right now. Okay. Oh, he's actually he's writing. Actually writing. Someone writing something, writing. something at the table. Telepathy. Ah. Jaeger, I think he found our name. Oh no! Wait, I, I kind of want to know. You don't. You don't have a name. Uh, consider us the core crazies. Could I put my feather in my okay. face. Do you have any more questions? Because I need to go find something to drink. I need drink as well. <laughs> I need to contact the magistrate, but I'm going to leave the premises before I do that. Good. By the way, where is your armature kit? Um, who has it again? It's broken. It but got broke. It, it, it broke when <laughs> when my pod crashed and Those killed me. Things are indestructible. <laughs> A pod crashed and killed me and okay. the armature kit. Yeah, I'm like, I rode like... Who, I, who has it again? Oh, yeah. Jaeger has it. He does. That doesn't look very destructed. Oh, we fixed it. <clears throat> you fixed an armature kit. Kind of. His name is Arm. I'm, uh, as Arm boots up on the table, it goes... I am Arm. <laughs> 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 Ta-da! <laughs> okay. That that drink just went from very soon to now. Uh, goodbye, good luck. Never meet me in person ever again. Hey, and uh, if death comes to you, don't die. <laughs> <laughs> he stands up and he goes and walks up. Okay, as the core crazy squadron just. <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> See, it doesn't feel so good now that it's your. That's your. You know. Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, as your squad walks away, uh, you see uh, Eliana Trey Sybil wa- uh, wave down one of the uh, w- uh, waiters that is sort of just moseying around the area. Uh, order a uh, blue nova and uh, wait for <laughs> the sweet embrace of alcohol. <laughs> so squad 
Where are you going now? Look back at everyone is like, okay, we need to contact the magistrate, see if they can get us a pod and potentially arm us, equip us with whatever they can in order for, for us to deal with this this syndicate, this Cerberus squad. We are definitely going to need some of that electrum. Yeah. I'm going to pull out my codex. Okay. And go to contact. Right about this. Okay. Uh, as you uh, go to pull up your codex and punch in the information, the call is picked up almost instantaneously. There's hardly a ring that comes through the codex. So yeah. it's, it's something like... And... Uh, showing up on the hollow projection for all of you to see is the image of the figure in the golden metallic mask of an older gentleman with a beard. Facial features hidden underneath in the very stunning armor. And you hear a subtle, this is sooner than I expected. Have you come to inform me of your mission success? (laughs) Not entirely, but we have... A lead, and we wish to follow it, but we might need a pod. And there's no other place that I could think of to get a pod. Pod? If I remember correctly, your squad made off with two of our pods. Yes, but I believe those were single pods. Yes, that's the only form they come in. Do you mean a ship? A ship. As we believe that the squadron might be hiding in the upper atmos- the upper atmosphere, orbiting the planet. The figure goes to stroke their metallic beard. And I suppose the ship that you so graciously borrowed is not in working condition, then? No. I understand this is a lot to ask, and you probably would like us to figure it out ourselves, but... I mean, do you have? T- do you want to want us to spend the time trying to search for something like that, or well, shall we take out the squadron as quick as possible? Maybe you are good at negotiating, after all. Come back to Tartarus C five, and you will be met with a escort to your new vessel. Good luck. You'll need it. Codex call ends. going to fix our ship that we took or give us a new one? Did you not hear all that? <laughs> Is it wise for us, and I'll be pointing to uh, Zayla and myself, mm-hmm. to go? We're still wanted. I was thinking that, actually. Hmm. This is true. But we do need suits as well. I'm trying to think. Maybe <sighs> if we go, we can just, they can just clear our name. Huh. Maybe you should call him back. <laughs> I think that's a very bad idea. We're pushing our luck with that. Perhaps you stay behind. 
we'll wait at pods. Actually, that might not be a bad idea. But we need, like... Then he'll fly ship to us. I'm saying is we... What if they get all decked out with, like, Electrum stuff and we don't have anything? Sneak attack. No. I think one of those suits would have been pretty cool. You mean the suits that they used? Yeah. I don't think that was an actual suit. At least I'm not sure. So, where is your squad going? Tartarus C5 for me and Pablo Jaeger. Not sure about these two. They can also fly up ahead. Um... I'll give you uh, the coordinates to like where our pods were, mm-hmm. since you wouldn't know where that w- initially was, mm-hmm. and then we'll head a little bit towards like the desert area, so you can have a better place to land and pick us up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rush and Zayla will be heading back to where they parked their initial pods uh, in the purple desert area, right on the edge of the uh, ramp to the city, and Kyver and Jaeger will be heading back to the uh, previous prison. And Tartarus C5, one of the magistrate buildings. Uh, That will take both of you about uh, an hour and a half, maybe two hours for Rush and Zayla. In the meantime, as you are moving through the bustling streets, I assume uh, Zayla and Rush are using the air to their advantage to avoid any sort of magistrate patrols. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as you are doing that... Kyver and Jaeger make your way into the sort of comfortable, warm, well-lit lobby that you previously walked out of before, not maybe more than 10, 12 hours ago, and you find yourself greeted by just an empty lobby area, very large, uh, with a single person at the reception desk. And go up. I'm here to meet with the Magistrate Radamanthus. To acquire a vessel. Ah, yes. Kyver Tremere. We were expecting you. Mm-hmm. And Jaeger. Yes? Indeed. Uh, you were greeted by... Looks to be a very young, uh, shaved, and well-groomed Kron. Who uh, escorts you to a couple feet away towards a very large row of elevators. Uh, points to one of them and says, This elevator will take you to the roof. Where your ship is waiting. Okay. Is it... Is Radamantis not available currently? Uh, the magistrate is very busy. I see. Is there any possible way for us to arm ourselves? Or at least my, myself? I don't even know how this works. Uh, the Kron sort of looks at you for a moment and says... When you say this, you mean what? Electrum. Oh, you have Electrum enhancements. Yes, it's my first time. I'm uh, familiar of how it works. Well, I suppose you could stop by some sort of augmentation depot. But that can be rather expensive. I was wondering if... I could borrow something and then bring it back. I'm sorry, sir. I don't have that kind of authority. But maybe there's something on the ship. All right. 
Thank you. And uh, I go up to the lift to take me up to the, take us up to the top of the building. Okay, and it is a long elevator ride. Mm-hmm. Like it's um, as you begin to ascend the elevator, it's one of those elevators where one side is open to like a large courtyard area inside, like the actual closed off building. And this elevator, based on your sort of perception of it, is maybe going around 30, 35 miles per hour. But it still takes you approximately five minutes to get to the top. This is a tall building. Yeah. Maybe you didn't even realize. but Feels like they're in tower. Jaeger doesn't make a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Does it count as talking to yourself if you know no one's going to respond? I look at Jaeger. It's like, you know... I like you, Jaeger. Yep. And then I write, why? I feel like you have genuine responses. It gives you more time to think about what you're going to say. Well, express. And I write, from what uh, I uh, have experienced, yeah, I, I have to know what to say and what not to say. Yeah. So, not very good with words. Yeah, as right. you, so I've seen. As you make your way up to the top of uh, Tartarus C five, you the elevator stops and then the doors quickly open to what looks to be. It's not the very top of this tower, which is extraordinary. Uh, the fact that it, this goes up even deeper or I- even taller. <laughs> uh, Wait, so the roof is not the top of the building. Uh, it's the said, roof level. Said, yeah. It's like the level. But there's said, also like a probably there's, like there's the roof and the roof plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the extra roof. Do you get streaming services? Um premium roof. Premium roof. <laughs> you think obviously I mean it's complimentary is not premium roof. Um so you exit the elevator and are on what appears to be it's almost like a very large balcony, but it's, for all intents and purposes, a landing platform where you see position in front of you on probably about a 200-foot-long platform that is just an outcropping here, uh, which catches much of the rain. There is much more rain landing on this platform uh, than there are on the lower streets, generally because the larger buildings will catch most of the rain before it hits those lower levels. Mm. But aside from that, on this platform, you see a very well-maintained uh, sort of dark silver looking ship with sort of blue lines almost reminiscent if Kyra has ever seen this of the conduit mm. very geometric in shape almost completely right angles just shooting through it gonna approach it as you approach the hatch uh, opens that is just beneath the bridge and walking out of the ramp that is extended forward you see one of those figures in silver armor is it one of the familiar ones with the with, with one of the faces I know? Uh <laughs> of either Cadmus, Harmonia, Lias. Mm-hmm. One of those guys. Mm-hmm. Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh no. No. It is not. There's a new uh, one. Mm-hmm. Walking forward is uh the first time you've seen this where the figure is not sort of older looking, the metal mask depicts a younger man, bald on the top, with just a very faint mustache. And walking forward, the figure uh, shouts to you and says, Well met, core traveler. Orders from the on high. 
This ship is yours for the time being. Thank you. And you are? I am Ptolemy. 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 Well, Ptolemy, um... Is there... Is there a, uh... Electrum enhancement inside there? Potentially? No. I could borrow? No. I'll be honest. When... The magistrate said that you would be receiving electrum enhancements. I was skeptical enough, but the idea that you would receive a shard, an outsider, untested, receive a shard, unlikely. The magistrate is generous, but not foolish. Huh. I see. What does a shard typically do? Roll a deception check. Deception? Yes. I don't even know what it does. What a shard does. I know, but I, you're trying to gather information subtly. Oh. Eight. Nice try. Well, apparently, I mean, do, 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 do you think I have a shard? No, I don't. Okay. Well, then why are you saying that? Because I would not divulge secrets to you without the consent of the rest of the magistrate. Thank you very much. Anyway, I'm sure you know how to fly a ship, yes? You did get here on one. I take it it uses Electrum? It does. I'll be able to fly a ship. Yes, I think so. Good luck. Yeah. So, as the figure splashes their silver boots uh, through the puddles that are forming on this roof, uh, the ship and its ramp stand open to you. I enter inside the ship. Okay. Entering inside the ship, it is different from the ship that you first got here to the Electrum system on. That ship, comparing it to this one, was much more sleek, uh, aerodynamic-seeming, and just less bulky all around. That one had more of a rectangular shape, longer. This one, more square, slightly more bulky. Weapons that are blatantly obvious on the sides of the ship. Uh, whereas the space cutter had minor weapons at best. So there's weapons. Does it have the same, the same, uh, uh, what's it called? Feature to change its look? Uh, do you approach the, uh, terminal? Yes. Okay. As you go and feel the familiar sensation of having your will imposed upon the ship, you, uh, briefly take in the capabilities of the ship. Uh, there is no... Uh, outer appearance shifter that the space cutter had. There are, however, weapons that you can uh, control with a thought on the inside of the ship. Can I, like, control to see if the ship can be willed to access some kind of stealth capabilities? Sure. Roll a discipline will check. Yeager, are you doing anything? Just... Uh, yeah, you would try to see if there's any, like, like, and they say that there's no weapons, per se, like, armor. Critical. That's critical. critical. But okay. see if there's anything of use ter- in terms of, like, combat-wise. Roll in, what would it be? 28. Damn. Uh, Matt, what is, what is, uh, what is the searching check? What is the fine, is it perception? Perception. Perception. perception? Please roll perception. Perception. Uh, you said it was the total? 28. 28. You're not sure if maybe you're just really good. <laughs> um, 
But in the short amount of time where you've been exposed to this electrum, maybe in part due to the fact that you now have electrum composing your body, you've gotten a much better understanding of how to manipulate it. And you've seen stealth drives from the core before. And you put two and two together and just think, I wish there was a stealth drive similar to the kind I've seen in the core on this ship. Bam. And Jaeger, as you're looking around, uh, sort of in like the hull area where the storage would be, where you would find uh, perhaps equipment that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. you see one side that is connected to the outer hull of the ship just sort of bow inward in a... almost like it's giving into pressure outside before it sort of almost falls for a moment like water and then reforms into what looks to be a square generator type looking device with a core that is spinning in the center giving off a bright blue glow it was not there a moment before (laughs) Jaeger in your looks no one knows what you're doing (laughs) I just frantically um, write and I war I contact uh, Kyber. It's like there, there's a there's an engine here <laughs> in the storage room. Mm-hmm. Was that you? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't send a message back. I just. <laughs> you also understand intrins- intrinsically, Kyber, that by taking up resources from the ship, you have degraded the hull slightly. Oof. Okay. Does it feel like I could potentially change it back to where? Perhaps, like it, it's basically it's kind of like the Iron Man suit with with the na- with the nanotech, where like it goes one area, but then it can go. It is the programmable matter. Yeah. Yes. So you were looking for like just weapons. So I got a nineteen. Nineteen on the perception. Uh, you briefly return to your search in the hall after witnessing that. You do find three environmental packs, uh, meant for general safety or perhaps exploration based on this ship but you do not find any weapons Mm. you get the sense that anyone on this ship is usually meant to bring their own weapons at least the judge magisters that would normally be on it perhaps Mm. I'm going to uh, sit down Mm -hmm. uh, message Russian Zela Mm -hmm. saying we have acquired the ship we are not being given any weaponry or anything like that we're going to have to go go ourselves around the time you receive this codex message uh, Rush and Zela you are beginning to descend that ramp odd to your thought that no one is really guarding these ramps but you get the sense that the warnings about the demons being in the purple desert are perhaps warning enough to ward off potential trespassers beyond the point so Kyver are you the only one that's going to be piloting the ship? Um, I, he could be... Uh, I'm going to wait for Jaeger to come in. Yeah, I can navigate. Help out. While I'm waiting, though, I want to kind of close my eyes and mm-hmm. focus on the Electrum in my body. Okay. And see what I can figure out about them. Okay. About it. <laughs> Roll an introspection check. Intros- introspection. Um, oh. <laughs> Roll a biology check. Biology? Yeah, uh... Eleven? Eleven? This is foreign material. Even if you know how to manipulate it on things that are not part of yourself, the idea of manipulating 
something that is also currently a part of yourself is a little bit scary. And maybe it's that hesitation that comes with that thought that is sort of stopping you from any sort of influence or understanding beyond what you already have of your augmentations. I'll just stick to my natural feelings of having better armor and then fast, fast feet. <laughs> fast feet. Mm-hmm. Happy feet. Combo combo. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was Kyber doing? Oh, I'm um, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, what hey, was Jaeger doing? Yeah, Jaeger was uh, coming up. Yeah, coming up with and Kyber. You were also going to sort of because there's a place for two different pilots. Oh, two different. So, not one Abigail, one pilot, two pilots. Well, two people to sort of connect to yeah. the console. Oh, I'm going to connect to it. I am. You already like, are connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna connect okay. to it then. Okay. Do we like merge souls? <laughs> you. Note that the title of the ship is what called was, the Eidolon 3. Eidolon? Eidolon 3. It's like, what was it called? Uh, Pacific Pacific Rim? Shit. Was it, we're drifting? Man, we're drifting right now. Eidolon mm-hmm. 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you get the sense that it checks your authorization to pilot this ship for a moment, and then it clears. So what do you do now? Going to fly to the specific coordinates that, that Rush had sent. Okay. You, the ship begins to add a thought of yours and retracting the ramp and then piloting forward towards the way marker that was set by Zayla and Rush in your codex. Zayla, Rush, you've been uh, here for about three minutes wondering where your pods are. <laughs> we got towed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ticket just floating right. in the sand. There it is. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the good old rush <laughs> for you. That's the dead take from Rush. <laughs> Deadpan. We've been towed. Wonderful. This is the comedy we look for from Rush. Thank you. So let's just wait here by the gate. So about another two minutes pass. Make a perception check, both of you. Mm. Are we waiting on the inside or the outside? Where are you waiting? I'd probably be waiting on the inside, honestly. On the inside? Or like, can we sit on the gate? uh, You're past the gate. (laughs) Where you are, you're, you're standing on top of purple sand. Uh, maybe about 50 feet from where you are is where the ramp begins. Exact thing. 20. 20? Okay. Wait, is this perception or? Yeah. 22. 22. Both of you absolutely hear a sound that you've never heard before, even over the howling purple uh, sand-carrying winds. Something bestial sounding? <laughs> it sounds distant. But it also sounds like it might be getting louder every once in a while. I'm going to turn on my stealth field. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to turn my stealth field on, and I'm going to run towards the gate. <laughs> run? Walk? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you a look yeah. of, like, absolute confusion. Think- Take out my tech, my, my <laughs> Hadron Blaster, and just, like, point it mm-hmm. ahead in case something comes out. Okay. You don't want to walk back to the gate? I'll slowly step back. Okay. <laughs> As both of you sort of begin to pace back, do you turn on your stealth field? Okay, I'm going to turn my stealth field on. Okay. As you turn on your stealth, stealth field, 
Wait, uh, recharges, doesn't it? Uh, hours. Rush. You, for all intents and purposes, except for, for a couple of footprints that slowly have been left hours. to you, we're you are alone here. The freaking um, hide. <laughs> you hear in the background, slowly gaining more ferocity, that roar, but at the same time, also gaining in your ears are the sound of thrusters. As uh, a unknown ship you've never seen before uh, begins to descend towards your location. Right around that time when the ship begins to sort of become level with you and is hovering maybe about 30 feet away, you see about 50 feet away, cresting over the hill, a creature that you've never seen before, both of you, Rush and uh, Zayla, as well as, I suppose, uh, Kyver and Do we have like a, a view, like a 360 view of everything around the ship? Like you did before, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you see... What appears to be three canid-like creatures, but more muscular than your average dog creature-like, completely blue and almost phosphorescent in its blue color. Like any sort of piece of Electrum technology you've seen giving off an amazingly brilliant blue light, this creature gives off most of the time. And almost like a heartbeat, it flashes with intensity and dies down for a moment, flashes with intensity again. The mouth of this creature, the jaw, is maybe about two and a half, three feet long for each of them. And there are uh, spikes, long, almost spear-like tips that uh, spines that shoot out the back along the, uh, towards a tail. Are they running or are they... They are running uh, towards your crew. Yes. Okay. How close are we to the crew? Are, 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 you're, tw- you're closer to your crew than the uh, than the these creatures. Okay. Are. I'm gonna be like, yeah, go go pick them up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and I'm gonna open the, the hatch. You leave. Okay. You open up the ramp. Are you going to land the ship? or no. Are you going to keep it hovering? I'm gonna keep it hovering, like right above them, to try to get them on here because they can fly. So. Okay. <laughs> what are you all doing as these creatures begin to pick up their pace? I want to sprint towards you. Um, I'm assuming I can see the ship, like I can hear the thrusters, but can I see the ship? Yes, absolutely. Then I'll start flying up. Okay, you start flying Yes, up. as well. Okay. Uh, as both of you begin to hover up towards what you now see as an opening ramp into the actual uh, compartment of the ship, you see Jaeger running out to the ramp, making gestures to come onto the ship. You see uh, the lead creature in this pack of three. Two of these weird tentacle-like limbs... Familiar tentacle-like limbs shoot out the back of the creature and have this blue spark running through them. And just as you all enter the ramp uh, and begin to enter the actual ship, you see this creature sort of slap the side of the uh, of the hull of the ship. Oh shit! Can I maneuver it? <laughs> Can I maneuver? Yeah. Roll a piloting check. Yeah. Okay. Piloting will be your defensive form. Fair enough. That's going to be a... 18. So, I rolled a 16. Um, So, as this creature's, one of its uh, blue tentacles goes, almost it looks like towards uh, Rush, because Zayla is not visible. Rush is already too far, so it ends up slapping uh, the ramp of the ship, but the electric spark sort of discharges on the hull of the ship to no ill effect. The whole completely fine. Is everyone on? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
bump up. Okay. You, uh, everyone who's on the ramp sort of feels a like, woo as they briefly pull <laughs> upward from uh, the, the l- butterflies in the stomach, except for you, because you don't really have a mm-hmm. mm. no solar plexus. Essence. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no essence. There you go. You just get pushed and pushed yes, into l- the ground. Yes, a little bit of a little bit of G's right there. Yeah. Um, but as Kyver hikes the ship upward away from these dangerous creatures, which uh, some of you ascertain might be the demons that signs were talking to you about, uh, and you are shudder to think what may have happened if you had been caught out here in your previous jaunt through here without your pods. You also gather that maybe your pods may have been covered over by the sand. We didn't even look. So maybe not Toad. Maybe not Toad. Why would they come outside the gate? Just a Toad. Because it's a pond. You can probably sell it for parts. I mean, scrap metal, you know. Money's money. Exactly. But anyway, uh, as you all uh, sort of calm yourselves and get to the bridge of the Eidolon 3, you all see yourselves together. What would you like to do? All right. Is everyone ready? Is there uh, suits here? I looked at I look at you. Did you not get my message? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look at your unread notifications <laughs> on your phone. I mean, I'm like, but we do have environmental suits. I have some extra ones. Environmental packs are, are nice. Uh, I also was able to create a stealth stealth field generator on the ship, so we should be able to go in quietly to find whatever we're looking for. If they've been, I have a question, if the Minos Magistrate has been looking for them, why didn't they want to help us in this attack? Because they don't want to get their hands dirty. And I'm like, I think it's also because they don't trust us exactly. We're just employed by them. Well, if they and also, also, the Minos Magistrate doesn't want to be caught fighting the Hesperides labs because that will cause chaos in the corporate ladder that is... Politics. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the, the, the silent one is very sharp when it comes to politics. Oh. All right. So, first thing we're going to do, who is... Jaeger, do you think that you are the best at piloting or does anyone else want to... I got this. Okay, come take the co-pilot's chair. Gonna strut forward. <laughs> okay, you strut into the area where you, similar to the one where you once connected to uh, the console on the space cutter ship, you merge seamlessly, your uh, senses extend to a, sort of a 360 radius beyond the ship, almost like your eyes are in every single part of the hull. You notice almost like a, uh, it's weird. You can see Kyver's non-physical fingerprints all over the uh, transition of part of the hull into this stealth drive. You can almost tell it was him. Like his will has left a fingerprint on where he's manipulated the Electrum. So we're going to go up into the upper atmosphere, start orbiting, and start scanning everywhere for whatever this is. I'm going to keep the stealth field on so that we aren't seen. Do I have a sense of how long the stealth field might last or is it more like just however long I will it to last how long do stealth fields normally last in the core um it depends on the rank of it okay what rank did you make oh, 
mean, I wrote a, I wrote a critical, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's say rank five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like five hours or so. Okay. All right. So what's our plan once we get there? What if it's more than just the squad? If it's more than just the squad. Sneak attack. I mean, we, I I think we, we should probably drop back down, contact the magistrate and tell him that there's (sighs) sneak attack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about this. They don't want to get their hands dirty with this. So must we bring proof? Of death. I think that would be wise. I would leave that job up to you, Rush. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so we're gonna kind of pop out of the atmosphere with the stealth on. Okay. As you emerge from the sort of purple haze that encompasses Electrum 5, your sensors go from completely useless to perfectly uninhibited. However, they pick up nothing that you would deem to be some sort of base. I'm going to start a full like orbit and searching the areas that might like have more dense pockets to like cut out any like scans, like okay. d- dense po- pockets of, it, of, okay. of gas. And what kind of scanners are you using? The ship, does the ship have scanners? It does. Can I try to influence my own perception to try to scan with my eyes in a way to like scan like for the core energies if possible using the using the visuals that the ship gives me to kind of widen my range okay. I guess sure but I'm going to also tell Rush use the regular scanners gotcha. for himself okay. <laughs> uh, on it Yes, so or do you have uh, to roll Rush, if you could roll a piloting check, please. Or no, this would be navigation, I think. Scanners would be navigation. Roll navigation for me. I would have preferred the piloting, yeah, well, <laughs> but I get it. Different skills for different uses. Also, I would like Kyver to... Uh, what is your energy knowledge? Right, rank? Yes. Yeah. Rank, rank two. Rank two. Okay, please roll a d6 for your navigation. I got a 10. Uh, navigation? Yes. Well, navigation with the D6, because this reflects the interaction between your energy knowledge and your ability to utilize the scanners of the ship. Wait, so just a D6 or a D12 and a D6? It's a D12. Instead of a, sorry, instead of a D12, use a D6. 10. 10? And 10? 10. Okay. Mm. So you spend about three hours... Certainly the maneuver you were using, Kyver, is working. The This could only happen on an Electrum-based ship, but your own understanding and senses and sensitivity for energy, you are able to function and use that as you are using the ship's scanners, almost like some sort of uh, module or enhancement to the ship itself you were acting as. And while you are successful in doing that, the readings, you do not pick up any no core-based energies. Anything? No. Scanners look blank. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we need to keep going. Um, how long has it been? It's three hours. Three hours? Okay. Does anybody have any assistance? Any tools? Any skills, feats, or abilities that they think could contribute to your effort in detecting these okay. core energies or finding I or have detecting? I Seeker as well, and okay. my energy is a three. Okay. So would you like to take the console and try and utilize... Uh, your rune seeker and scan for core energies. Sure. Does it matter if I do I get anything if I have talent? Well, I mean, I, ha- I had talent, so. So I didn't you add, did you add a one? I with your talent in uh, navigation. No, with energy will. Oh, in uh, I see. No, yeah, you don't yeah. add that. No, it's your navigation. Uh, but you do have a rank three in energy, right? And your sorry, in your rune seeker. Mm-hmm. Your Wait, rune no, seeker. my rune seeker is a rank, yeah, rank three. Rank three, and your energy. So it'd be a D eight. Three? Okay, D8. Yes. You have a higher chance of succeeding. And anything anybody else would like to try and contribute to this matter of finding these core energies? Can I like try to like kind of coach her to be like, hey, sure. This is this is how you do it. Please, roll, <laughs> please say something and roll an influence check to try and instruct her. Am I am I rolling? Sorry, am I rolling for navigation or am I rolling energy? You're navigation. rolling navigation. With, okay. a D8. with a D eight to represent your skill and energy, and I'm going to be like, I'm adding that one for talent. Or no? I, I, I'm going to be sure. like, if you have talent in uh, in navigation, oh. I'm gonna, oh, wait, 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 don't worry. I'm going to be like, I don't know, I don't know who trained you specifically, but <laughs> my master always told me that the core energy outside of us is an extension of ourselves. Use it. And let it guide you. Does this inspire you, Zayla, with your brief experience being a, a taught by a rune forger? Does this inspire you? Yes, yes, because he didn't teach me much about runes, mostly just the cosmic rune. Okay. But that was knowledgeable. Okay. If you say so. What did you roll? Six. Six? Please add six to your total. Oh, critical. Damn. So, now that's inspiring. <laughs> so 18 plus 6. 24. 24. Okay. And did anybody want to do anything else to try and assist with that? Does not I wouldn't have any abilities for that. Okay. I could fly pretty well. Uh, mark down a use of your rune seeker. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just your energy, right? It wasn't a rune seeker feat? Yeah, it was just my just your energy. Okay, gotcha. It takes a little bit, probably about an hour. And Rush, you're sort of just sitting there on your scanners, just keeping the faith, trying to find anything that might be there. Uh, Jaeger, is there anything that you're doing in particular? It's been about four hours now. Yeah, um, I don't have any particular abilities in that regard. Is there anything that you're just doing? No, no, just Uh, meditating. Gotcha. It takes, and it's not just a brief saying like that. It's just over time, generally whispering words of encouragement uh, by Kyver towards Zayla, perhaps a couple of times causing her to lose focus. It wasn't the best role for influence, but otherwise fairly helpful. Certainly Kyver is your senior when it comes to knowledge of runic abilities, uh, but at the same time, your knowledge of cosmic runes does exceed his, uh, and your connection to cosmic energy exceeds his being a planetary beulah. It's true. <laughs> and maybe because you are trying to find and locate something in the void of space, not on the surface of a planet or otherwise, uh, 
you do detect something. You detect what Kyver describes to be core energies, which you're not super keen on the difference between. It's like almost like Kyver can see the different colors, like the core energies are different colors from the energies here in Electrum, but he can describe them to you, and you can find the difference between them based on his help. And from that, you pick up three very faint core energy signatures through the scanners, through your energy-seeking, rune-seeking abilities. They are about three clicks from your position towards the equilateral axis of the planet. And Kyver, as she sort of hones in on this position, you can sort of see it as well. Now that she's clarified it based on that. I feel like this is like two Jedi's like using the force to bum, find bum, <laughs> but um but yeah I'm like close my eyes and I'm like good, good work good work mm-hmm. okay uh, and Rush as you are sitting there sort of piloting the ship using the scanners at the same time I assume Zayla sort of informs you about the sort of general spatial position that she's found I'm gonna mm. pilot over there how, how, long, how long has it been? It's been four hours. It's been four hours at this point. Now we're going to start flying it. You begin to maneuver the ship. Another 20 minutes passes as you were getting into position. Do you want to send the location, the coordinates that we found them to the Minas Magistrate? In case we don't come back? Uh, if it will get through, we can't exactly. Should we dip under and then send the coordinates and then dip back up? That'll take some time. And then uh, I take some time, and yeah. we wouldn't have any self field. So, and then I will say like they might disappear on us if that were, if we were to do it, deviate from what we're doing right now. There's a risk to it. Give me one moment. I'm going to close my eyes, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to try to through that. I'm going to focus my will and send a message. Okay. And I'm going to try to send the coordinates using that. Okay. Please roll. Oh, boy. Matt, what do you think I'm going to ask you to roll? What would Matt say? Discipline. <laughs> or... I mean, it, it is ingrained into his nervous system, so um, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know. I'll say. Would this be kind of like a mechanics check? Because I, it's I like it within the material within him. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is trying to manipulate a piece of artifice into a different function that is part of your own body. 20. 20 for mechanics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roll me a d10. Roll low. Seven. Uh, You spend seven points of energy, and you feel a very brief verbal connection with whatever is on the other end of this implant that is part of your uh, new electrum enhancements. Verbal connection? Yes. What do you say? I say the specific coordinates and say we have found them. Okay. The connection cuts off before there's any reply, but 
the message was delivered to whatever is on the other end of your <laughs> tracker. What? It could be nothing. It could be nothing. It just comes up on a McDonald's drive-in menu. <laughs> we found them. some guy eating his Big Mac. is going, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Underworld McDonald's. <laughs> Wait, you want me to deliver where? <laughs> God, if regular McDonald's is what it is, imagine Underworld McDonald's. Oh, God. <laughs> Get back. Get back. Run away. Leave uh, the Tartarus kids behind. Imagine... The drive-thru line. <laughs> anyway. So, with that done, you have about maybe 40 minutes left on your stealth field, beginning to approach the position where Zayla is still directing you. Another 10 minutes pass. You know approximately 30 minutes left on your stealth drive or so. Okay. Uh, Do we see anything? As you approach that position, you get within 2,000 meters. 1,900. 1,800. 1700. Nothing in your visual view. 1600. 1400. 1200. Still nothing there. Do I still feel like they're there? Yes. The signal that you've. Are uh, they clumped up or are they in different patches? Because you said there's three. Uh, there are. There's three of them. They are fairly close together. What kind of weapons are on this ship? Can we blast them out of the sky? 1100. 1,000 meters. I'm going to stop at 800. Okay, stop at 800. You see the figures are sort of slowly moving. It's almost like if you were to look into a mirror, right, and you see an object in the distance, you almost feel like it stops at the mirror, but also you see something past it. It's weird. You're not sure what this is. I would like all of you to roll an analyze check, if you would wish. That's what the, the whole thing place. looks like? Like, do I just see them, or do I see, like, they're in something? Imagine you see three dots of energy behind a mirror. 16. 16? 23. 23. I do not have analyze. Okay. I still roll. With roll intellect. Would that just be intellect? Yeah. Yeah. 13. 13. Uh, 21. 21. You get it first, Kyver, or Kyver, Jaeger. Sorry, you both end with er. I know. Um, <laughs> I think we went through this once before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's recorded. I'm yeah. going to there you go. Let it be known. Uh-huh. Um, and you get it a little bit afterwards, but not before Jaeger thinks to himself, stealth field. Mm, that's what I thought too. And this is what Oscar also thought as well. I'm like, pretty sure they're there. You just, just can't see them. And this mirror thing that you were seeing before, it's the edge of the stealth field. I do not know that. Can but we what target you don't it? see, Jaeger, you say, okay, yeah, there's a stealth field out here somewhere. Based on your perception of sort of the mirror's edge of where this is, this stealth field encompasses a very, very large object. Jesus. Okay, never mind. We're yeah, not targeting Jesus. it. <laughs> and when I say large object... Like, we almost hit it large. Like eight, No, actually, you're probably maybe about 600 even. meters away. Like maybe, the, if you think about like it. Like the Eighth Fortress but, of Sonic. I don't know. You look around the edge of the bridge, it goes beyond your field of vision on the bridge. And based on your scanning perception right now being connected to the console, this stealth field and whatever it is obscuring wraps beyond the edge of where it is blocked by Electrum 5. 
that is no Wait, moon. what do you mean? Like it's out of the atmosphere? Completely? Like it is a ring surrounding the planet. Son of a gun, dude. Wait, the... Mm, wait, say me. that again. Like it it's is a, a ship surround. It's a ring surrounding the planet. Like it's like a halo. It's like a halo, halo. Like a halo man. It's, it's like a planetary ring. The entire like thing. Saturn. The entire yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, things just like Saturn. This, Imagine yeah, like the, the harbor. The ring <laughs> being like a giant... Wait, the ring like, is the planet. Yeah, the harbor has, has a planetary ring. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. God, Except I this like ring is invisible. Yes, Damn, they were that okay. secretive. How was no one powerful. crashed into that, like, by mistake? Wait, yeah, how... Because a ring, a ring is, like, outside and... But we had to pass uh, it. It. Could, it could also move as well. No, because technically we, we could have been we could have been in an or- orbit that, that was underneath well, the ring itself. Maybe you'll find out. Yeah. And also... Either way. It's a big-ass operation. Does it look like it's moving? It is slowly rotating. I relay that information. But we're... We're like right on the core signatures right now. Yes. <laughs> so that's where we need to go. And when I say slowly rotating, it's barely noticeable, but it is still slightly oh, rotating. And now that you gain an understanding of the complexity and completeness of the object you're sort of looking at. And the uh, situation as well. You can make out what appears to be a sort of landing dock. Perfect. I want. Can we have Arn Arm analyze this uh, arm ring? <laughs> arm out of from out of the silvery briefcase comes Arm. This hello, I am Arm. <laughs> like he wants to say, I am the automated robotic machine yeah. interface and general electronic resource, but he knows he shouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> arm, can you can you give us a rundown of this of this? Huge ship and uh, the stealth field. Can you can you see past the stealth field? I will try. Like that. That's not. That's no moon. <laughs> I really want to see that. Uh-huh. As um, that's how you break your vow of silence. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All for a pun. <laughs> All for a pun, man. We're getting pulled in by a tractor beam. <laughs> um. So arm sort of uh, plugs into the uh, in, um, the the console where uh, you all have sort of gathered around to look through the bridge window, and after a few moments, he says, "This appears to be a large rotational orbiting ring-shaped space station surrounding the planet." If we were to land on it, do you think that the stealth field would cover us up? Which stealth field? Ours. Uh, no, not ours. Theirs. I believe, yes. Once we are past the limits of the stealth field, we would appear invisible to the outside. Would we be... Would we... Would we alert their systems, do you think? What's the probability? Probability, one to three, on detection. Hmm. Do we want to do it? How... how, Is this the only three uh, signatures I, I get? Apologies, you wish for percentages. 67% non-detection. Yeah. I've survived worse. Those are the only three, like, signatures I saw, right? Yes. And based on where, um... Well, I used in the immediate where area. Where arm is indicating where the, um, the, sort of the landing pad is, they are maybe, your best guesstimate, about 400 meters away from where the landing pad is. Armature. Sorry. Arm. Arm. Armature. You can call yourself armature if you like. 
<laughs> I am the automated robotic mission interface and general electronic resource. <laughs> he bypasses his, uh, his limits. Armager. Yes, Kyver. Do you think it would be better for you to stay here and keep the stealth field running, if possible, on this ship so that they cannot detect us? Or would you be more efficient to go inside and help us scan the environment to give us a better, a better navigation? Stealth field can be kept running independent of pilot presence. We take him Affirmative. with us. Yes, I'm just worried about losing the ship if they find out that the ship is here. If you wish, I could deposit you on the landing pad, then take the ship off. It is your choice. I may be useful inside this station. Possibility of detection. If ship is removed, 15%. 15% possibility of detection. Yes. That's better than 67%. If it's landed, it's 67%? Yes. But I cannot accompany you into the station and manipulate electronics inside if I am on the ship. Your choice, leader. Should one stay behind? So arm could be of use. What if what if Rush yeah, he's the most non combat one. This is true. Let's just land on the on on the damn thing and, and go go with it. Cowabunga. Affirmative. Landing the ship as arm sort of takes over, uh begins to land the ship on the uh, pad position. Can I see like what the figures are doing or do I just see Dots, because you said dots, but like, is it their body shape? Like the like, like the their heat whole vision, body, like the yeah, like their whole body. It's, it's a vague, vaguely shapes. Uh, make a perception check if you'd like. I'm just, I'm gonna be watching them to see their reactions as we land. Okay, I guess is what I'm saying. I'd oh. like you to use uh, if you're going to do that. I'd like you to use two more of your runic seeker. Two more. Yes, because you've had to keep this up for a while now. All of them. Question is, are you be able to use them in battle? Thirteen. Thirteen for perception. <sighs> it's hard to make out fine detail. Uh, certainly, the sources that you're seeing are vaguely humanoid shapes, but you can't make any size distinctions between them. Not with your current level of refinement in perception. Maybe if you had rolled higher, you could have sort of gained more insight on what these creatures were, but otherwise, no. All right, let's go inside, yeah? Stealthing, stealthing it, yeah? Mm-hmm. I got this. Okay. So as Armager gently sets the uh, ship down on the platform, I would like someone to roll a d4, uh, re-roll fours, and don't roll a one. And the Armager's coming with us, right? You want to roll it. I'll roll it. You said just a D4? D4, yeah. Don't roll a one. Don't roll a one? Three. Three. Okay. So as the ship gently lands down on the platform... Three minutes. The ramp in the hull of the ship 
uh, kaleidoscopes out and meets the bottom of the platform. And what do you all do? Gonna sneak out of the ship. Okay, are you taking your environmental packs? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, I mean, my armor already has environmental on it, so. Okay. But yeah. Good for you. Does anyone <laughs> want an extra environmental pack? <laughs> yes. Take all the environmental packs. We don't yeah. want a Siron situation here. <laughs> That's meta gaming. Meta gaming. Hey, Kai yeah. Kyver didn't say that. I said that. Yeah, I, I know. It's, like, I'm, I'm stop messing with, with me, man. <laughs> Please watch episode insert here if you want to know what Matt is talking about. Oh, uh, references. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, all four of you begin to exit the idol on three, five. Isn't the armager coming? Is the armager coming? Yes. Okay. Armager is coming yes. with us. There you go. All five of you, four and a half, depending. Um, <laughs> yeah. hey, exit person. onto the surface of the station. And now that you are beyond the edge of the stealth field, uh, you can see the structure of the ship. Everyone can, in its entirety. Sort of a dark gray blue metal outside. Uh, not perfectly ring shaped. It has sort of uh, distinct edges to it, almost like a, um, a hexagon that's been rotated to fill out a, a body in space. It's sort of a hexagonal shaped tube that does seem to orbit around the entirety of Electrum 5, easily hundreds of kilometers long. And certainly the thoughts of each of you does cross your mind is how did something so large evade <laughs> evade detection? Mm-hmm. Magic. Massive stealth field. (laughs) There you go. So, there is an airlock of some kind that leads up to this platform. Maybe about 30 feet away. What would you like to do, all of you? An airlock that leads up? Uh, That leads into, like, the center of this uh, large tube shape. Okay, um, I'm going to ask Armager to see if he can get get in silently. Okay. So as Armager uh, moves forward towards the uh, airlock interface, which is next to the, the bulkhead doors, they begin to interface with the inside. To give more context, the space station itself, the ring, the ring itself, like in this shape, is probably has a radius of about, based on your estimates, maybe a kilometer or so in radius. Two kilometers from top to bottom. So this is a very large space station. That's bigger than a mile, right? A kilometer is about half a mile. About Yeah, a kilometer is less than a mile. Mm -hmm. So it's about a mile. Yeah, it's about a mile uh, from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. A little bit less, but either way. Armager goes up to the interface, and after a few seconds of uh, buzzing and wearing and uh, electronic interfacing, the... Uh, first door of the bulkhead opens. Right now, all of you uh, are in a low-gravity state, by the way. There is enough wood that appears to be able to hold you to this station, but it is low. She's good. Yes. <laughs> You're always good. <laughs> always good. Yeah. What are you all doing? I'm going to go and check if there's any cameras, any, any situation. Okay. Uh, as you Are you entering like the, the bulkhead, like the, what do they call it? It's like the the space between. Yeah, the space between. Yeah. Okay. Roll a perception check. Anybody would like to can roll a perception check. Oh. 20. 20. 27. Mm-hmm. 14. 14. 14. 14. <laughs> uh, Kyver and Jaeger, 
you both do notice that there does appear to be a sort of camera system inside this uh, bulkhead door. Okay, uh, I'm going. Are we in its shot? Not yet, but you would have to be uh, in order to. Yeah, Armager, do you think you could take care of those cameras, hmm. or not? Hmm. Such an action risks risks detection. So what what should we do? Stealth field. We don't already have a stealth field except for her. Hmm. And we couldn't get past only her. Where is the squad? Is there like, are there turns or is it just kind of like a straight, like circular? So if you're here, right on the ring, there are about 400 meters this way, right? Along a little bit towards the curvature of it. Fairly distant, but. So on the other side, so that. Basically, there's an airlock, right? And mm-hmm. then there's the, the room, and then there's another door. Another door, and which to leads go, to the interior, it, interior of the station. Yeah, of the station, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to kind of get through it, you have to go through the entire thing to make sure that the airlock closes and that opens up. Yes. Um, for the door, does it look like there's any creases or cracks? <sighs> I mean, obviously, there's probably not, but like... Make a perception check. Um, 15. This is a functional airlock, which would mean that it is a perfect seal. Okay. Well, you can't go through like that. 400 feet? 400 meters is where this uh, group is. A fair distance away. Yeah. Armager, do you think that you could potentially like try and getting into the, into them for a split second to turn it off? Like it, like it, like a malfunction? I could. Perhaps it might risk detection, but I can try. Do you need assistance? Assistance could be appreciated. I'll assist you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what am I assisting? Uh, computers or? It would be uh, computers, yes. 20. 20. Okay. He did not roll very well, but the average between you two? Fair. <laughs> As he sort of goes up to the interface, you realize that there's a sort of, uh, from where he sort of began to look into the interface, this interface, and upon closer inspection, this station is not in the best of repair. The interface that he's uh, connecting with does appear to have received damage at some point, and because of that, there is a uh, wire that is just floating off in the uh, vacuum of space, and just as you begin notice this, you see the wire just gently begin to float towards um, his metal frame. Okay. I'm pull you, quickly, you quickly grab the wire and uh, t- uh, twist it and tie it and sort of move it away from the direction where he is. Mm-hmm. And Armager sort of looks down with his camera face for a second and says, thank you, I did not notice. And after a couple more moments, you see the camera, the light that is uh, sort of on. on in the camera flicks off. Go inside. Alright, um, uh, go inside. Really quick, kind of grab an armager and then open the doors and then close the doors. Okay. <laughs> as quick as possible. Gotcha. So, all of you yeah. enter the uh, airlock chamber. What do you do now? Uh, go through the other doors, right? Mm-hmm. So, you go to the other door on the other side. It's locked. It's locked. Is there any like panel or like everything? You get the sense that because the door on the back is not uh, closed. Okay. So, we got to close. So, close that door. Yeah, close it. 
I would like someone to make an athletics check to close this rusty door manually. Who has the best athletics? I'll, I'll like flex yes, my feathers. Please, yeah. mm, please be the best athletics. Please. Can anybody assist? No, I'm, I. You should just. I have assist. a plus fourteen oh, I, to start I, with. I have, I have a plus eight. Yeah, have a, you have. I have a minus three. You have I it. Guess I guess you have. Oh God! <laughs> assist. You're like, oh God. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Eighteen. Twenty-one. With a flex of your, you are not even necessary. With a flex <laughs> of your massive uh, avian limbs, you firmly oh. grasp the uh, bulkhead door. Push it firmly. Forward. Grasp it in my wing. <laughs> okay, here you go. And vigorously. Uh, Spin the bulkhead until it and gives a ceiling sound. At which point, uh, Kyver, you notice you hear sort of an unlocking sound come from the other bulkhead door. Okay, we go up to that door. Gotcha. And I'm going to open it really quick. Gotcha. Is the camera still off? Camera's still off. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, this bulkhead door does seem to be in bed repair, not being exposed to the vacuum yeah. of space. Uh, it still takes a little bit. It's not in perfect condition, but you are managed to open it on your own. Okay. And everyone can enter. Anyone? Peek, uh, peek my head through. Anyone there? Uh, you peek your head through. Make a perception check. Hmm? 21. 21. 21. <laughs> look around. What the heck? What appears to be a very large atrium space that you've entered into. The, this atrium space does not go on forever. Uh, it ends maybe about 200 meters uh, towards the side where Zayla mentioned uh, there would be uh, those figures. And it does not, you cannot see the end of it further down. Uh, what you do see is that this appears to be some sort of hangar. I see. There are ships here, or at least they look like ships, but they do not look like any kind of ship you've ever seen before. Not oh. here, not in the core. Very strange. Huh. As well... You see from your perception check, slightly faded but still legible print uh, that you cannot read, but it does look like lettering nonetheless. If anyone would like to roll an analyze check. You do also notice that the interior of the station is comfortable temperature. Comfortable? Mm-hmm. Not cold like it was outside. Uh, um, 17. Yeah, mine's an 18. 18? It's cocked. <laughs> uh, 22. 22. Uh, this was... Oh, yeah, 13. Yeah, that's not good. Zayla, you have not had much time to study the sort of dialect of uh, Electrum 5 and the people that accompany uh, there. It's not simple, but it's sort of like a collage, almost. And amongst that collage, there are different characters. Some familiar to you from the course, some not. But based on your very quick study of the language, when you were hanging out with Rush and studying the map, you do notice that a rudimentary translation of this text says circuit station. Circuit station. Segment 374. Circuit station segment 374. Armager, circuit station. Do you think that would be a good place for you to camp out? I believe... Circuit station refers to this entire station. So that's what this station is officially called? I think so. I see. I think so. 374. Did you just wrote that? 
But that's this. That means there's 373 more. Segments. Segments. So this ring is divided into segments. So the whole, yeah, and I write the whole thing is circuit station. This is just one of the segments that we're at right now. Affirmative. And these ships that you've seen before are not like any kind of ships you've seen before. They look almost archaic in a way. Like you've seen history on the uh, history of the innovation of um, in the Rin Empire, the innovation of starship travel and such. These look like very early rudimentary prototypes of starships. Let's go up and through, I guess. Stealth. Stealthing over. Oh, Shadow Slip. This is my time to shine. <laughs> if anyone would like to move stealth, no, please slip. roll stealth checks. Oh, God damn it. Oh, here we go. This is going to be big. <laughs> okay, let's let that one Jelly slide man. by, okay? Get it. Okay, Jelly Man. Oh! oh, oh. 34. Yeah, that, that crit 28. 28. But I got crit. 25. You got crit too. Did you not use your, st- your, your stealth field? She already no. used it. No, I have multiple, but no, I did not. <laughs> wow, That's okay. why I was telling you not 28, to use. 28, 34, 25. 25. <laughs> 15. 15. And for the armature kit. I'm holding the armature kit. Critical. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. I just imagined him running like, well, like what would you roll? Like this. <laughs> 15. 15. Armature kit rolled higher. Sound of a bitch. Uh, but that's okay. The majority of your uh, squad has rolled very high on stealth. And together... You are able to move very quietly through this atrium slash hangar area full of these very old model starships. And there are literally hundreds of them. Dang. Uh, there's some of them smaller, some of them larger. Most of them in fairly like state, different states of disrepair. Uh, none of them that you feel completely comfortable taking out into the void of space. No. We go in, we go out. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the plan. So, but as you are moving through uh, this area, it is, like I said, a uh, comfortable temperature. And you can see you pass some windows and you can see both outward into the uh, void of space as well as inward towards the center where Electrum 5 is. And as you begin moving, I assume, towards those those points, those points of core-like energy. Now that we're inside, does it look like they're in separate, maybe, room segments? They still look very close together. Uh, and now that you are getting... Through, right? Uh, Still three. three. And now that you're getting closer, that you can't distinguish the different energies that make them up, you do notice that one is larger, one is sort of medium-sized, and one is smaller. Why do I have a feeling that it's Cad- Cadmus and the others? <laughs> Ooh, what a twist. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you'll have to keep moving forward to find out. We don't know. There is no Eracian. How small, like Eracian size? Not super small, like... Maybe a foot smaller than the uh, medium size. You're not sure, though. We're going to move forward. Uh, the atrium ends when you're about 200 meters away from these uh, sources, at which point your Runic Seeker ability ends. And you can remember where they were, but you no longer have a beat on their exact location. So, bad news. <laughs> I can't see them anymore, but they're still there. Unless you want to try. How? Far. 
hundred meters. Let's just keep room by room. Let, let's just keep going to the location that you saw. All right. Based on the ship, are we getting the sense that this has been here for a really long time? Yes. Is it glowing blue? Like, does it seem like to be made out of Electrum? Hard to say. The outside of the station did seem to have a slight blue tinge to it, but mostly gray. But then the ships on the inside that look really old might not be? They don't appear to be made of Electrum, no. The fact that they're rusted. You've never seen anything made of Electrum rust. Do you guys think that this was made at the core and brought here and put around the planet, or do you think it was made... Wouldn't matter to me, but (laughs) most likely here. Escort. We need to go. I'm talking and moving. I didn't stop to ask the question. Well, I mean, the armored kit replies there will be time for further investigation later. Yes. Let's survive this first, okay? You uh, noticed that. The segment that you're in goes from, at least as you are leaving, segment 374 into 373. And as you do so, the hall, it goes from a wide atrium to a hallway. Can I have a marching order, please? please. I guess I am me. Third. Second. <laughs> Who's first? Well, oh, I'm la- I think less he than. would be after me if I was guiding first. So, okay. Yeah, I'm last then. So, Kyver, then Zayla, then Rush, then Yeager. And Arbiter will be bringing up the rear. Yeah. You enter this hallway. Again, the temperature still comfortable. Uh, the electronics, some of them, there is a slight delay upon their operation, but otherwise still functional. You move through this hallway, another 50 meters, checking any corners you come across, and you do come across intersections. that have other doorways down places, but they are away from your other objectives. We're going... Why, why are you swallowing into the mic? Do you guys think one You've of done these, that before. Do you think one of these do you guys think one of these rooms has a electrum suit? I don't think that matters right now. I think we're going to have to fight them with what do we have, okay? But they have better stuff. <laughs> Not if we get the drop on them. All right, the element surprise, baby. Let's Sneak go. attack. <laughs> so let's go face them. Now, approximately based on your best guesstimate, a hundred a uh, hundred meters away from where you first saw those figures, uh, passing a couple more uh, T intersections with other doorways. Down one of the hallways, what you do notice is blatantly obvious. It's difficult to miss. Is a ancient looking body, desiccated. In a bacteria-free environment, the only thing that really happens to bodies is desiccation. So this figure, similar to how a figure trapped in ice looks like, the figure is sort of mummified, uh, except for the area in like the center, which had bacteria from the intestines, which led to... Wait, this is in, like, in this hallway? Yes. It's, well, it's on one of the offshoot hallways. This body looks absolutely ancient. What race or what... like? Impossible to tell. And is this hung there on the wall? No, it's uh, slumped on the floor. It's just, they just left it on the floor? Does, does this, um, it look like it was attacked or just succumbed to illness? Or something? Impossible to say. This 
body looks like okay. it's at least hundreds of years old. Okay, I, I, I'm ready to start theorizing a little bit, Zela. I, I, I think this place is... Have we noticed any anybody? No. This place is an ancient place, and I think it's just a hideout for them, whoever this is. So we're going to wherever we're going, but just no need to be quiet. Still searching for enemy squadron. Let's keep going, yes. Okay. Now about 50 meters away, maybe a couple of meters down the hallway, you see a threshold, a doorway. Okay. The door is ajar, and it does appear to, from this distance, enter into a larger room, and you can just begin to faintly hear voices, not close enough to make any uh, words out yet. Um, why are you whispering? We are so close. My question is, why have they not? Why did they find this before anyone on the planet? Who knows? The red eye is ancient as well. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're the ones that built this in the first place, and they just have ties to it in some way. I'm going to take out my blaster. Okay. Two. Much talking, mm. not mm. enough killing. <laughs> so, as you are all within about 50 feet of this threshold, this open threshold, you can hear the beginning of voices. What would you like to do? Take out my cosmic whip. Listen. Listen closely to what they're saying. Okay, it's difficult. <laughs> Does anyone have eavesdrop? There you go. Whatever room they're talking in is large. They must be far away from the door, so it's going to be difficult. Make a perception check. Can we all do so? All of us, or uh, uh, is there is there like a screen or a panel or anything like that that armager can get to? No, not here. Not in this hall. Damn. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going to kind of... Is the door going to slide open if I get close to it? The door is already open. Oh. That's why you can hear. Okay, well, I'm going to listen closely around the corner. Okay. <laughs> so you approach basically within the threshold of the door. Mm. Do I see anything? Can I roll a perception check on the door to see if there's anything like... Any, like, uh, red line, red light that's, like, shining red that's going to... Spots that say, do not step on <laughs> Is there like a door it, here? Is, is there like a, li- a little a little spot on the ground that's going to indent into it, kind of thing? Uh, roll perception check. Just take booby traps, okay? Booby traps. Twenty three. Twenty three. No booby traps on this door. Now I'm gonna listen. Okay, roll another perception check. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> you don't hear any distinct words, but from the tone of it, you hear a conversation going on. One side of it appears to be electronic, like some sort of transmission or maybe a sin is talking. You're not sure. A Sith Lord. It's a sin, not a Sith Lord. A sin oh, Lord. A sin Lord. <laughs> it's going to be a sin Lord. <laughs> Sorry, Palpatine. Oh, that's Palpatine. how, that down. That's how they brought back. It's a sin lord. That's how they brought Palpatine back. <laughs> it's <laughs> Palpatine was in the mainframe the whole time. Oh I knew it. Not. I'm in bolts sitting right to sheave Palpatine. Okay. That gunpowder thing. 
Can I, looking at his face, because it looks ridiculous, he's trying to communicate to me, can I actually make out what he's saying? Uh, make an analyst. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. 16. 16. Yeah, you can make out that he's trying to say that they're having a conversation on the other side. And I'm going to do, like, Sam, like, how many? And I'm, like, I'm going to, like... How many do I hear? Just two? At least two. <laughs> going to get my hat We're just doing hand motions here. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> me, me first, no one else. I can beak and fire. Commanded. You can't I'm, expect the guy with the vow of okay. silence to communicate. Okay, I, I'm going to look at her. Does she still have her stealth field on? Uh, you, didn't even, you didn't even turn on you yourself. Didn't even turn no. Again, yeah, no. Okay, Matt, we can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, well, you might need to talk a little Go bit. inside stealth into there with the stealth field. They can't see you. And then drop on them when we attack. Okay. When I get the signal. Okay. Can't he speak telekinesis to all of us? Telekinesis. That doesn't break. Not, not telekinesis. No. Tele- telepathy. telepathy. Sorry, I have telekinesis. <laughs> you have teleportesis. <laughs> teleportesis. The ultimate. My cousin had that. Unlimited. Okay, power. okay, okay. Too much goofing around. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll, I'll move something to distract them. No, no, no. Just go in. We don't want them to know. We don't want them to know. Go in, selfie. We go in, and we we. You're gonna get the drop on them. Okay, I have a sneak attack. Okay, I'm my stealth field. Okay, you're gonna put on your stealth field and move into the room. Okay, roll a stealth check. Where are you all staying? Like right next how, to the door. I'm ready to peek in and fire. How far away, away are they? You're not sure. You haven't turned the corner yet. Okay. The farthest you've got is it right at the edge of the threshold of this door into this room. So, in this room, is there? Does any it light? sound like they're like they're more than hundred feet away? You didn't roll high enough on your perception check, Damn. you know. Is it is there any like Eight. obstacles or like, you know, nothing furniture but like things I can just like Again, you haven't turned the corner yet. Oh, I turned the corner. Okay. Oh. oh. That's almost yeah. like last time. I couldn't do that. <laughs> um sixteen plus eleven plus eight. Uh twenty seven plus eight, thirty five. Thirty five. That's better than yours. Mm-hmm. So Zayla never entered the space station. She was never here to begin with. No, it's gone. Um, but as she like, turns like, invisible and like a, just almost like she just dissolved into ash in your space, she just begins to sl- quietly, silently float across the ground of this metal hallway, not making any steps, any peeps sounds. You get past the threshold and get the first look into this room. This room. From where you are, the hallway, it's maybe about 60 feet across and enters another hallway and goes further down the segments of this ring station. About 20 feet before that, there is a set of stairs that goes up. But looking up this set of stairs, you can see a lower floor where there are at least 50 different terminals, each with chairs at them that look like they could have been manned at some point, each of them. Maybe when the station operated at full capacity. Beyond this sort of these sort of rows of desks and terminals, you see another set, dual set of stairs on either side of the room going up to a higher platform where there appears to be some sort of central command console. 
and standing on this sort of command platform, you see three figures. One of them appears to be a uh, Raveni Kentol <laughs> with a hood pulled over, but you can see the distinct black feathers, shape of the talons, so on and so forth. In the middle, you see the tallest figure amongst them. Armor, but that doesn't stop the full muscle from showing. Almost dusky in color, this reticon. The bulging muscle doesn't hide the massive devastator on their back. And the smallest figure uh, to uh, the reticon's left it would be, is a crown with a bit of a hunchback. Maybe why you thought they were smaller. Very uh, scraggly looking grayish black beard. All of them looking towards a console with a figure on it that appears to have just been shut off. It looks like you just missed the tail end of this conversation. Not sure who was on the console. But that doesn't stop you from beginning to overhear the new conversation they've picked up now that the console is off. You hear the Kron say uh, in the direction of the other two. Well, that takes care of that. Now that we have the shards secured, as well as a sizable supply of Electrum, the eye will be pleased, I'm sure. The node spike can be in mass production. And at that point, the Raven sort of pipes up and says, Yeah, and between the two of you, I hate this place. There's too many targets. I appreciate a target-rich environment, but not, not for me. At which point the Dusky Reticon says, I understand your reservations, but we've accomplished our task. The Red Eye will look fondly upon our efforts, I am sure. I know already he supports my master in ways that he does not yet know. Roll a perception check. Are they all in here with me now? No, they're at the threshold, but so, there's a reason why. So they're up they're up on the second the second floor. Third floor. Third, oh. third floor. <laughs> I, now one, I got 11. 11? Okay. No. They're, they're up on the third floor. Damn. Um, first and she is still down, but she first floor. but she can she can see them. She can, she can see them and and, and he and hear them. Yes. I'm going to describe them to them as as well, of course. Okay. Okay. Uh, how much time has passed? About 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, knowing that she only has 30 seconds left. You can see them begin to descend. I'm going to be like, listen for my signal. <laughs> Who has telepathy? Okay. It can only be from him. Yeah. From him out. Yeah. So that doesn't work. No. It's not two way. It's not like that. No. So what are you? You don't know anything about that kind of stuff. What are you l- doing? L- I'm going to. So. I relate to him. He relates to him. I'm going to step around the corner. You have telepathy? No, I mean like. I'm going to step around the corner. Okay, you step around the corner. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually going to go try to hide behind one of the consoles. Okay. So we'll stealth check. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. So you are uh, sort of getting on the other side of the stair where Zayla is right now, positioned. Okay. Or you're trying to get to the second floor where the terminals are. Do I feel like I could? Maybe. Is that like a harder check to do, or? Uh, you're not sure. I'll stay at the bottom. Okay. So, and where is Rush and Jaeger right now? I am going to try to sneak as well. Okay. Let's over there. Uh, I'll follow them as well. And I will use my uh, shadow slip again. Okay. Yeah. 29. 
18. So, and where are you trying to get in position? Um, so, just like how Kyver went by, like, Terminals. Yeah, the terminals. I'm going to be in, like, run on the other side so I can, like, peek out and, like, see if I can see them so and whatnot. Kyver and... I'm going to try to get, like, a silent shot ready for when the signal's gotcha. given. So, both of you are in position on the second floor. Right now, the party of the three of them are currently walking to meet the uh, second floor. They're descending from the, the third floor. And, uh, Jaeger, where are you? Are you staying on the first floor where Zayla currently is? Go see, well, what's the safest one, like... Probably the safest one. Oh, I, I said to stay on the first floor. First floor? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So you could, maybe the safest would be uh, stacked up on um, Kyver on the first floor, or if you wanted to, just staying at the threshold entrance door. I'll, I'll go with the first floor stacked up right there. Okay, so you're about right next to... I'm going to be in a spot where, like, maybe the bottom of the stairs where I can still be hidden. Okay. So first sneak attack. Gotcha. Right around this time, though, you lose visual on them based on the way that they're descending. Kyver, you still, based on the angle where you are, you still have a visual. I still have a visual? Okay. And around that time, you hear this sort of gentle pitter-patter on the stairs. Stop. I'm going to... Do I, I, see, I still have a visual on them? You do. And you see them stop, and they all stop together, and you hear the Raveni say, something isn't right. Going to... Silent shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using my silent shot first. Make our attacks. Yeah. Okay. We're going to roll initiative. Okay. And if you... Wait, question, though. So, since mine technically has to happen, like, right before the encounter starts, does that mean I can use it or can't use it? It means you can. Okay. Whatever that is, what is it? Here, I'll read it to you. So, pretty much... Once the encounter starts, any attacks made against the foe allows them to try and use a perception check against a stealth check. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. it allows them to fire off a shot and not, and then basically go back into stealth right and away. My, yeah, that well, that's kind of like when it's already started. But before it starts, mm-hmm. set, they have to like roll against my uh, stealth. But my stealth right now is a twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So right now, first we will roll initiative, mm-hmm. and then we will sort out the sneak attacking stuff. Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh goodness! It's just this. Don't let us down, right? Jaeger. Oh, oh, crit! Nineteen. <laughs> Three nineteens. Green nineteen. Green nineteen. Twenty. She got a twenty. Twenty. Okay. Oh, nice. nice. Oh. That's good. For the first time, I think in this, you've rolled very well on initiative. Uh, I could. It's kind of funny how this last session with us is like when we're finally actually acting like a team. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this, this Check still, my fields. Yeah, but you still look. You're looking. Well, it's at a shopping, shopping phase. It's yeah. a shopping phase. <laughs> the uh, dusky and reticon. Damn, is shopping going in to the middle of battle start. must be nice. Head start. Going to hit a nineteen. Oh, oh God, this is L- L- this is Lord Master's nightmare right now. Oh, uh, it's actually perfect. It's like the perfect storm. What is everyone's agilities except you? Ten. Ten. Twelve. Twelve. Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm the one. Yeah, I'm the one. The, order. the first person, the highest person on the initiative order is the Raveni. Oh, my oh, freaking God. Shit. I rolled an 11 on there. Yeah. yeah. So Fuck you cannot benefit from sneak attack on the Raveni. But mm-hmm. if you are going before them, you can benefit on sneak attack from the other two, from the, on the Kron and the uh, Duskin Redicon. Take out the weakest member. But before them, the Raveni... Is going to take flight from the stair there, and they are going to pull out a tech volver 
and with their flight, they're able to get on top of where where Kyver and Zayla would be, although they don't notice Zayla, as well as where Rush is, because they sort of get a back view of it, and of uh, Jaeger. And they're going to pull out their tech revolver, and in the other hand, they are going to make a couple of symbols and activate their kinetic state, so that is one maneuver. And for the other maneuver, they are going to fire off a kinetic beam at Rush. Rush. Time to dodge. <laughs> Time to dodge. That's a crit fail. Oh, 18. 18. <laughs> well, certainly the kinetic beam does not hit. You can see it sear into the metal floor just inches away from where you were standing. And that is the end of the turn. Uh, the Raveni is currently still sort of flapping its wings over you. Here it say after the two. Orson, Rafa, this is the other squad from Voss Industries. And before they can make a reply, Zayla, it is your turn. Um, I'm going to go, how far is the reticon from me? The reticon, hmm, the height, distance. Currently, you have no visual on them. You could move to get a visual on them, but that would involve probably getting onto the second floor. Do I think I have enough movement to do that? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to use sneak attack. I guess I'm going to use a maneuver to use runic slash. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to sneak attack. And then advantage is plus three if I have talent? Yes. So I'll say it'll take all of your movement to get, because you have to ascend the stairs. Then these uh, terminals are sort of in rows, desk-like rows. So you need to run over to the walkway where uh, this reticon and this cron are currently in and then make your way down that uh, walkway enough to get in range with your cosmic whip. What? 33. 33 to hit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right, so 21, 22, yeah. 34. Uh, he can't roll that high. 24 plus 9. Okay. Yeah. Is that 33? Yeah, 24 plus 9 is 33. He, he, can, he literally cannot he roll, roll that high. high. Mm-hmm. Okay. 5d12. <laughs> roll it. This is rewarded power for you. Okay, 42. 42, that's it, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. There you go. That's what uh, Vendez did to the Agrilock and killed it. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that cypher shot was nice. So, Zayla. <laughs> Zayla runs up those stairs. No one can Why? see her. I Sorry, float. you float up those stairs silently, right? And you phase through some of the desks just to turn the corners a little bit sharper. And with a crack of your whip that this reticon does not see coming until it's too late and your stealth field falls, just as the Wait, lash I'm sorry, of your... Plus five more. Oh, plus five more 47. damage? Yeah. So 47. Sorry, 47. I didn't add the, 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 the runic yeah. slash. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me double check. Yes, I yeah. did. You killed this Wait. reticon. You killed it already. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yes. <Yeah>. So... <laughs> At this point, there you go. Can I just okay? I'm gonna take my whip yeah. and like pull it off the stairs. Pull him off the stairs. Yeah. Okay, you try to pull him off the stairs. Okay, we'll try it. Yes. but instead, half. you wrap the neck your his neck around with your whip, and it just cuts through. This is where that one man army comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> and his head just goes flying and lands on the first floor next to where rushes and. Inconsequently, huh. Rush, you look at the head, and you know who that is, who that was. That's a known criminal in the core, and has his bounty is equal to the what you're being paid currently for this boss industries job. So that was your first offensive maneuver. <laughs> first. What would you like to do for the second one? Oh, you don't have any movement. The Kron 
is looking absolutely ah, dumbstruck. <laughs> Not true, actually. He's once he's behind the, where the reticon was, so he's just out of range of your. Does it look weak and frail? How much stamina? Why? It would take five points of stamina, four points of stamina. This is what I was hope. This is what I thought would happen when we first had combat. <laughs> Right, because when we were fighting, because I was like, "Oh yeah, be stealthy in corporate espionage and be sneaky and that kind of stuff." That there were where, where was this during the first fight? Oh, you're we were right. saving it for this. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, it was the, our first fight. The one we were already. Well, we were we were rolling not do very I have, good. I have another maneuver. Right? You do have another maneuver. Yes. Just because he can see me now. Yes. Yes, your stealth field has dropped. Okay, then then I will just um, and then yeah, attack using the the whip again. It's like a deer's head. Technically, line. you could turn it on as a maneuver. I'll just go to attack. Maybe I'll do that at the end. But okay, um, roll your second attack. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna give them a chance to attack me. Twenty-six, I believe. Twenty-six. That beats his uh, armor rating and his block. So, Jesus. I'll brush your on deck. Got it. 16. 16. Reduced by his armor. Yes. So, that ends uh, your turn, I assume, Zayla? Yeah, I'll turn on one more stealth field. Go back into the... Uh, okay, yeah. That is the end of Zayla's turn. Rush, it is your turn. Okay, well, since my uh, stealth was high enough for that whole thing, um, which was the one that didn't see again? Was that the Kron? It was the Kron. Okay, yeah, then I'm definitely going to use my uh, silent shot on the Kron. These guys are getting ambushed to hell. So, (laughs) going to use that silent shot, and I'm definitely going to go after the Kron. Okay. This might go faster than you thought, huh, (laughs) Dorian? More time for for epilogue stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all, all those 26. 17 vows. 27. 27. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay. There you Dang. Go. I rolled a 10, so there you go. Okay. And how far away? They are maybe from your position about 50 feet. Well, yeah, if it's 50 feet, then I'm just going to take another shot with the blaster. Okay. Just at him. 22. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, 12. The second hit, not nearly as uh, damaging as what the first one would have been. However, they are still hit by your Hadron Blaster, was it? Yes. It sort of sears into the side and they look at you, sort of recovering from the shock they saw as their friend being decapitated in front of them. They begin to look like they're fumbling through the bag, uh, uh, their coat for something. uh, Right his turn, it's Kyver's turn. Kyver, okay, so seeing a head fly off of a reticon yeah. that he was going to go to to attack uh-huh. first because he thought that was going to be the hardest one, uh-huh. and seeing this guy that just got shot by our friend here, Rush. Yeah, this decrepit old oh, and, man. And, and you. Um, basically. And a bird that is flying up in the air. Mm-hmm. He's going to go for the cron. Uh, how, how far away am I? Oh, wait, wait. I, wait. I just thought of something. Uh, yeah. Hey, this is my turn now. You, you, you I just s- want to grab the head. I'm going to grab the head. Yes. I'm going to drive with Curiosity. Uh, I am going to rush up to the cron. Mm-hmm. The rush my... is right there. Oh, yes. Totally. Uh, <laughs> with my runic pierce. Okay. Go and <laughs> pierce straight into him. Mm-hmm. 21 plus 11, so... 33. Oh, wait, 32. Yeah. 32. It hits. It hits. 
And that is... highs and lows. Going to be a total of 12 points of damage. Points of damage. For the first strike. By his armor. 12 points of shock. Towards his stamina. Make him exhausted. Second, second strike. A 27 to hit. Okay. 29. Damn. It doesn't okay. hit. And then I'm going to use field assailant. Okay. What does that mean? I get a third attack on him. Okay. Adding a d10. Oh, it's rank four. Damn! Crit! Double crit! You got a double crit? Double crit! Wait, let me see that shit. Hold up. I, I, okay. I, my angle of is bad. T- turn it fake. T- turn it towards me. Forty-three. <laughs> oh, holy fucking a, shit! You I actually did six. it. <laughs> yeah, Matt, this is your reward. <laughs> this is what you get when you fu- now you're finally sitting down at the players' table. Well, I was gonna say I think this is what happens after he gets like four nat ones <laughs> in the past like five rolls. Nineteen points of shock damage. Okay, this. Old, not old man, but older looking Krom oh, sorry, my bad. is absolutely wrecked by the combination of uh, Rush's Hadron Blast as well as oh. Zayla's Whip sorry. as well as Kyver's Spear. I'm going to yell out, surrender now! Okay, that is Kyver's turn. It would be the Redicon's turn, but the Redicon is dead. Yeah. It's now Jaeger's turn. Okay, um, do I see the uh, old, I'm going to call it the old man. Yeah. I would like to uh, see use my um, activate my kinetic state. Well, yeah, my kinetic state. Okay, and then uh, go for a kinetic beam. Okay. Wait, is anyone in my line of path? What do you mean? Like, are they in my line of path? You can weave the kinetic beam towards this crown. I'll go first for them for the old man. Then I just rolled a natural one again. Shit, really? I'm so sorry. I, rolled, I am uh, so happy. I rolled 31. Sorry. I, I think the Ritz are, are blessing us this there you go. This mark. Ritz are like, dude, why are you rewriting your character? Come on. <laughs> it's episode 100 vibes. That's what it is. Yeah. This is the player's win. For rank three, so... It's all, okay, it's all about the lore now. We gotta pump up the lore. The battle was not what I wanted it to be. <laughs> I gotta inflate it with the lore. So, what was it? 20 energy, so max damage. Is that 46 or 48? 48. 48. 21. 21, which cuts right through his armor, which kills him. Weaving between Kyver's strikes, one of them actually passes between the like the space between where he braces his spear between his arm and his side with textbook precision. Pierces between like where his Adam's apple would be, and it just very Damn. Little, yeah, very little blood trickles out as this crown collapses on the floor, not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I mean, still I got go a bird. Second, yeah, you gotta go for a second attack then. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll go for the the same attack, but for the bird. Okay. Uh, twenty. Well, I'll spend twenty energy, and that's, that'll be my last one. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Twenty-five on the dodge. Fuck yeah, man. Sixteen. Sixteen points of damage. And so that's that's be my turn. Or actually, can I hide? Is there anywhere to hide? Uh, not at this point. I have to no, grab like two yeah. blasts. You're right. You're right. You're right. Not especially not considering that this Raveni has like a bird's eye view, literally. Unfortunately for the, them, it is the Raveni's turn, and they are looking haggard. So they are going to dive towards the other doorway that you did not enter here from, and just. And he's going to spend some stamina to speed. <laughs> I say some stamina. 
Do we still see him? I want, uh, no. From where you, all your positions are, right? You're not in line Jesus. with the hallway. Could I, like, follow because I can fly, too? Uh, no, actually, you would have line of sight. Yeah. You, they're shooting down. Oh, yeah, I'll start chasing after. Now, maybe yeah. about 120 feet away. Layla's turn. He's 120 feet away? You don't know that yet. You go, Who's going to go after him? As I'm flying after him. Okay. You can see Rush beginning to take flight. I turn around. I'm going to yell out, Armature, lock down the, the base. Okay. Roll for Armature. <laughs> Armature rolled pretty well. This station is so large that the curvature of it over the a couple feet is like non-existent. The curvature. No. It's just, for, it's for all intents and purposes, a mostly straight hallway. Do you move up so that you can see him down the hallway? Because right now, where you are... Yeah. Alright, okay. it's turn. It's time, time for ya boy. <laughs> ya boy. It is our boy's turn. Rush. Yeah. Rush over there and get him, please. <laughs> Rush That's over why there. it's my name. <laughs> so, that Rush, what are you doing? Life. You're right now, you're about, you're about 120 feet away. What's your movement range? Oh, range three flying. Range three flying? Okay, so oh. you can get, without spending stamina, you can get uh, to 90 feet. Okay. Okay, that's the end of Rush's turn. Kyver, it's your turn. Kyver has uh, 60 feet of movement. Okay. How far can I get to him? You're about the same distance away as uh, Zayla was, so about. So you can get to, within 50 feet of. Within 50 feet? Without spending stamina. Without spending stamina, I'm going to spend some stamina. 16 for. 20 feet of movement. 20 more feet. You're now within 30 feet. And then I'm going to. So I'm 30 feet away, right? Uh, yes, you're 30 feet away. Crap. Like to spend more stamina. How, what is he looking like? Is he looking? He looks like uh, he just threw to the side a medwig. Okay, I'm gonna spend sixteen more stamina. So how much do you have? Four. <laughs> Four. Four. <laughs> like, <laughs> rushing quickly. Then I am going to attack him twice. Mm-hmm. Twenty-six. It's twelve points of damage. Stamina. Shock damage. Thirty. It's nineteen points. points. This Raveni looks very, very hurt. Like they are running out of stamina and will not be able to use much more to increase their movement speed. And I didn't use any maneuvers. Yes. I'm going to use a searing fuel. Okay. What does that do? I believe on its turn. On his turn. Is that within five feet or ten feet? Uh, That's within damage creatures within ten feet. Ten feet. One d six radius. Minus. Okay. That's the end of Kyber's turn. Armager's turn. (laughs) Armager is going to go up to a field somewhere or a terminal somewhere and plug in, and they are going to. Try and close one of the doors uh, leading to the upcoming segment 372. So the door begins to close. Okay. Right, so do I, wait, do I hear a door uh, closing? You see a door. Okay. Beginning to close, right? So you're about maybe <laughs> 40 feet away from the door. He's about 30 feet away from the door. It's beginning to close. It'll probably close completely at the start of Armager's next turn. Jaeger. Probably just going to help Armager in the endeavor of trying to lock down the... Uh, the pathway to the segment where um, the remaining guy is leaving towards. So, 
I will say that you notice while Zayla's attention and Rush's attention are all on the escaping Reveni, you do notice that the Kron dropped something Ooh. on their side. It looks like a, not a briefcase, more like a smaller, like an attaché case. I will go actually go up to the shards. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, Electrum shards. Where, Mission what it is. You open up the attaché case and it does look to be both a couple of ingots, ingots of Electra, as well as these shards that look very similar to the kind that only you saw in the glass vial that was being tossed from Lias to Cadmus when you first met, right before he activated one of his Electrum kits. It gives off a blue glow, but in the vial it sort of gives off also a slight yellow they never mix to become green. It's strange. It's only yellow and blue. Hmm. I will take the most valuable one. So you're maybe going to grab... There's three shards in there. Three shards, and then they're all of equal value? About the same size. I'll give one to myself, and I'll just put the remaining two there and just put it like as it's a... Like, you know, like, oh, I found something there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Is it me the end of your turn? Yes. So that's the end of Vega's turn. And I'm helping Armager. It is. Well, yeah, and then I'm going to go help mm-hmm. Armager. Uh, roll a computer's check to see if you can accelerate the process. If you're successful, it will move up the uh, turns by two to the point where the uh, doors will close completely. Damn. That's a uh, 17. 17? Yeah. No, not with this old space station and the controls that uh, preside over it. Yeah, my, my skills are pretty haggard. That's the end of Jaeger's turn. It is the Reveni's the turn. Reveni does not have much in the way of stamina. They notice the doors closing behind them. They're going to use a maneuver to activate telekinesis. And targeting your runic spear, they are going to target it and throw it down the hallway. So I believe activating telekinesis... Do I have to roll off? No, it doesn't say. It just says move objects. It yeah. doesn't talk about contesting. So well, if, if, if he takes it out of my hands and it turns back into a rune. Okay. Yeah. Then the rune starts flying down the hallway. It doesn't, it isn't spent. It, it is spent, but if it goes out of my hands, then it's basically like, I'm not, it's not active. Anymore. I see. So if you were to pick it up again, it would turn back into a spear. Yeah. I see. So, uh, you see the rune go flying down the hallway back towards you. Actually, it would be, it goes by a rush and then sort of lands by your feet, Zayla. But after that maneuver, they are going to fly down the hallway. And at that point, the room opens up more, so they're going to get up higher. And they're going to move their full movement and then take a defensive form. And that's 30 feet of movement, right? That is 30 feet of movement. So they are a total of 40 feet away from you right now, Kyra. Okay. That is the end of this turn. Zayla, it's your turn. I'm going to pick up the rune. How far am I now from? From him, based on the movement he had. Uh, you didn't use any extra movement, so you're about the same distance, so 80 feet. Except you are about... You've lost line of sight because he's gone up at the end of the hallway. How, how many feet? 80. I was 80. 80. And then yeah, so if you want to get up next to him, so you get 30 feet there. So you're now 50 feet away. And you can spend... 32 two stamina. Stamina. Right up next to him. Yeah. 32. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna do it. 
Okay, roll the hit. And how does my floating work with that? I'm just, I'm going to float up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can be on level. Just all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 rush of gas. There you go. Bam! Like a, like a fart in the wind. Yep. <laughs> yes. Fart in the wind, um, man. I'm going to attack using my cosmic... Cosmic whip. Oh, <laughs> roll the three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not a one. I think it's with Amanda. <laughs> My total is 19. I'm already at plus 21. Six plus 11. 17. 17 points of damage. The first strike slashes across uh, their wings, Good sending time. charred feathers everywhere, but they are still just barely standing. And attack again. It's 27. I'm not even sure if I can roll that high. Doesn't matter, I did. You don't need to roll damage. <laughs> Kill him. It's our- <laughs> How do you want to do this? I'm going to pull him down. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. If I can slam him. Yeah. I guess I can't slam mm-hmm. on the floor. Or I mean, the wall. No, you could. It's a whip. It's like... Yeah. Well, I don't know how... I guess I'm only 20. How far did he fly up? About I just 20 went. feet. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you, you wrap the whip around his body and, and yank it, and he falls out of the air, mostly unconscious, before... <laughs> splatting. On the ground. And does that end our encounter? Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. You are out of combat. Okay, I'm going to like go to his body and check to see if there's Call anything worth taking. Like, open back up the doors. Okay. Yes, because the doors did open before you could get there. Yeah. The doors uh, begin to open up slowly at Armager's request. You go to his body. What do you look for? I'm going to look for anything of value. Okay. Roll perception check. Perception. 16. Mm-hmm. 16, you find his volts chip. Which contains a total of 1,500 volts. You also uh, find his tech volver. Walk in to see this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you also find a tech blade. Kyver, you walk in to see this. You recognize the tech blade. The tech blade is Zenti Moritz. I walk over to it. Mm-hmm. You used to spar with this tech blade, hers. I go and grab a hold of it. He, sort of just, he just or, quickly well, I guess sort I, of washed I actually it. probably wouldn't have picked it up. I would have probably just picked it up over. Okay. You just pick it up off the ground. You gonna use that? I go to check his body to see if he has any more, more medwaves on him. Medwaves. He does. He has a half-used medwave. Okay, half-used? Half-used. So like... Two. Three more uses on it, or because it's five. Yeah, uses five. So it's two or three. Three oh. more uses. Okay, I'm gonna. Round up. I'm gonna give him a med wave. Okay. See if more. I can pop him back up. Okay, make a medicine check. I'm sorry. How? How? A thousand? How much? And I'm going 500. to. I'm going to be like, do you have my my rune? Yeah. <laughs> I make a, not a spear, but more more like a javelin. A javelin. And I put it to his neck. Okay. Uh, Rush, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna have my blaster right pointed at the, at his face in case he does 14. anything stupid. Fourteen. Sure, you can administer the med wave to the point where he comes back to consciousness immediately. I'm gonna go back to the other bodies. Uh, okay. If I, that's all I found. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go to the other back. Bring proof of their deaths. Breathing heavily, the Reveni sort of <coughs> coughs up a little bit of blood from their beak and says. Where did you get this? And I put the the tech blade up. I don't seem to recall. I'm going to 
look at him and I'm gonna actually grab a hold of his talon and I'm gonna start to pull it back. Pull it back AKA start breaking his leg. Uh-huh. Okay. AKA bird version. Yeah. And they begin uh, Tell me now gasps. Uh, make an intimidation check. I'm just looking at this, just smiling and just like clapping my little feathers. 17 with a critical. 17 with a critical. I love when it works out for the story. (laughs) After a couple moments of just being in too much pain to even think about responding, he says, the consult, the admin consult. Who gave it to you? Tell me your name. I found it in the armory. No name. That's all I know, I swear. I look up at Rush, and I nod to him. <laughs> yes! Get out fire. <laughs> yes! Jackpot! Jackpot. <laughs> and with a swift motion, Tech Viver, fall, Viver, Tech Viver fires back, and there's a now completely dead Ravani in you. I stand up. Let's get out of here. And I head back to the ship. As you're moving through the station, it's oddly quiet. And now that the tenseness of having to go up against another squadron is over, it's strangely peaceful. Not hardly a sound at all, except for the occasional strange creak of the station. All right. I'm going to take out my codex. I want to get like pictures of these ships and stuff like that, too, because like I'm assuming they would want this information as well. Mm-hmm. What you do notice as you guys are beginning to make your way towards the landing pad is that there are several ships that appear to be orbiting the area close by your landing pad, similar to the ships that you arrived upon. Magistrate. Other Eidolon models. Uh, are, are they actually landing into the hangar bay? No. There's not enough room mm-hmm. on the uh, landing pad that you've landed on for more than one ship. So we're going to go out to them. Well, into the our ship? Into our ship and then go out to them and then uh, hail them. Okay. As you uh, go through the airlock systems again, open and close it, uh, get back onto your ship. The ships are just orbiting there. As you uh, get on your ship, the stealth field has just run out. Yep. Oh, wow. Good timing. (laughs) Perfect timing. And (laughs) as who takes the console? I will. Okay. I'll be the co-pilot for that one. Gotcha. So as the two of you uh, will the ship to rise and begin to take flight. You are immediately hailed as soon as the ship starts up. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I answer. Okay. As you answer, coming up, the familiar face of the golden uh, armored figure, Radamanthus, greets you. Wow. Says, I did not expect you to be so thorough, let's say. I merely expected you to produce some bodies, but... We this. have that, too. We have the bodies. We have all this entire ship for you. This is not a ship. This is is some kind of station. Absolutely. And also, they were working with the labs. Uh, That would explain their, uh, shall we say, knowledge of this archaic piece of technology. Aside from technology... This labs is very much interested in the history of Electrum. Are you saying you knew this was here? I did not, but I certainly knew that there were annals of the history of this planet, this system, that 
have yet to be fully uncovered. Certainly this seems like a... Shall we find a rendezvous point so that we can finish up our deal? Oh, you seem eager. I am. No need for a rendezvous point. And you feel sort of a buzzing off the back of your neck as anyone who's looking at him can see the blue square that was planted towards the small of the back, towards the neck, just pop off. And you feel like the ever so slightly a weight has been lifted off the back of your neck. Our deal is complete. And I trust that whatever transmissions will come in the future from Voss Industries will be with a friendly attitude. I will let them know that the Minos Magistrate and you, Radamanthus, are allies with us. And we want to keep Business this place. Let's say. We want to keep this place a secret. As do we. Feel free to keep whatever spoils you found off that station. Consider it your reward from the magistrate. I see. And uh, to be fair, I would love to see the look upon the lab, and especially Professor Tyndart's face when he sees that their spoils are now... Let's say he may have chosen the wrong side. And we chose the right one. And that gives me satisfaction enough. Thank you, Radamantis. And our ship, well, we didn't actually come in our own ship to return to the core. No, I suppose not. Very well, return to the surface. We will organize a space cutter for you. Thank you. So you return to Underworld. Landing, ironically, on the landing pad whose coordinates you were given to land in the first place. (laughs) Salvage to space. With a pod. Mm -hmm. There, you are met by Radamanthus himself, as well as three other figures. As you land, and I assume exit the ship to greet, Radamanthus is there, and behind him, he goes on to introduce the three heads of the Triumvirate Board, Hesperides Labs, the Avernus Guild, and Psychopomp Shipping. You are introduced to Trismegistus. You are also introduced to Charon of the Avernus Guild. And you are uh, each of you are instructed to shake their hands. Uh, Trismegistus, a uh, female Renite Prime. Welcome in. Charon, unknown. Unknown. They are look like a very tall, gaunt-looking Prime. But we're not night. sure. No, that was the psychopomp. Strange looking. Oh, psychopomp. Yeah, yes. psychopomp. And lastly, you are... Before you, uh, they can be introduced, you are shaking hands and they are introduced as Professor Tyndart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Professor Tyndart. Head researcher of Verity's Labs. The Verity's Labs, dude. And as they are shaking your I hand, Kyver, uh, Professor Tyndart is a... What is it? Enhanced... What was, Uli- what was Ulysses? He was a tonist. Tonist, yeah. Tonist, yeah. Uh, who shakes your hand, his white locks sort of flowing in the breeze and saying, I do respect the underdog, let's say. And I am looking forward to following the future pursuits of your squad and its members. To the victor go the spoils, as they say. 
But rest assured, there is much more to be found here. Analyze. 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 Do an analyze check sure. with advantage. Using with advantage? With advantage. Using my scanning codex. Oh. Oh my god. You're just going to pull out your scanning codex <laughs> and start scanning. Are you telling the truth, asshole? That would make sense. That would make sense. You said I can't do that on people, huh? Yeah, yeah that, that would make sense. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> 18. 18 for analyze? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to see, like... Mm-hmm. Is he being like? It's like saying, "Don't tell on me." Like, <laughs> is he being like anom- anom- anonymous or no, no. encrypted? I don't know the word fascist. Like, uh, you said fascist. I, I see what you mean, but it's like it's more like I know I know what you're trying to get at. Get? It's kind of like a. It's kind of like it's kind of threatening, but it's sarcastic. Yeah, you get the sense that he is nonchalantly threatening. Is yeah. I'm is he do I think he's hiding more things based on what he said? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like he's okay. There you go. Concerning his involvement, he's hiding a lot. He sounds like a person who's just had their pawn taken in chess. I just a pawn. I'm gonna Not look the at queen. him. It's like, oh, I'm sure there will be plenty of places that we could, we might end up meeting up, potentially at some arenas. That he shakes the rest of your hands. His hand is sort of cold, maybe a little bit clammy. Not the most sociable. Yeah. You are ushered by Radamanthus. It's weird to see all this collection of figures, very powerful figures, next to each other in Underworld. You've never seen a triumvirate board meeting, but it must be quite a show between these four characters. As you are led away by Radamanthus towards what appears to be a new fitted uh, space cutter ship, he looks to you all and says, I can imagine you can find your way back home. Indeed. Thank you again. I get the sense you might be the leader because you might also be the most talkative one. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to say thank you because you practically saved my life. Though I owed you a debt, I still... Call it a good business investment. Hmm. Well then, wherever you go back to your core, or if you come back here, good tidings. And if you do end up becoming bored with living and dying and living again, there is always a that They sort of straighten up their back, put their hands behind, and walk off and are accompanied by a group of Judge Magisters, one of which is Cadmus, uh, who gives... It's difficult to imagine a metal mask giving a knowing look, Mm -hmm. but you feel one sort of pass over all of you. And within a short period of time after exiting the atmosphere, and with perhaps a little bit of trouble but nothing you couldn't deal with, you make the predictive jump through the planar unity piercing the cosmic membrane once more and arriving back in the core realms. So, uh, Jaeger, what are your vowels? (laughs) (laughs) 
vows of eon use technology do not refrain from sexual desires have to be arrogant need not kill do not have to cheat do not discipline the will have to the silence perpetuate others wills respect as necessary use violence as much as possible do not disturb others as much as possible provide aid abandon do not Seek assistance, be not afraid. No matter the cost, obtain knowledge. Drug substances, refrain. For the All-Father, consolidate power. The money, use frugal methods. Damn, so, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> you actually tried on that. That I'll was give you pretty good. For that. Good, good that was pretty good. That, that, deserves, yeah, that. that deserves a million, uh, half a million volts. <laughs> Alright, thank you all for listening. I want to thank you, travelers and storytellers, for joining me on this journey through our Thadian anthologies. There's still a lot more to explore, but for now, it's time for us to part ways. Even though Season 3 is finished, still stay tuned for more announcements in the future. Reborn in Power will be the primary focus for the coming months, as Season 4 will bring multiple series like that of the mainframe, along with the first livestream campaign that will give you a chance to be included in the community. Remember, a new age is coming, and in order for us to prepare for it, we must come together as Chosen of the Core. If you've enjoyed the podcast thus far, please consider donating. And in the end, join Chosen Creation at arthadiananthologies.com slash studies. There you can become a chosen yourself, one who has the power to become reborn. And lastly, thank you all again. And I do pray that one mark, when death has come for you, that you may be reborn in power.